Take it easy because you, Naito, and you, Abushi, don't forget, you don't matter. You don't matter. This isn't about either one of you. This is about the man that matters most, and that's me. You see, you two, you're not fighting for both the heavyweight and intercontinental championships. No, 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 no. You guys are fighting for something so much bigger, so much more valuable. You two are fighting for the prize of facing me on night two of Wrestle Kingdom. One of you, one of you will be a part of history when you fulfill my Naito, my destino. When you fulfill my destino and I become God. Hello everyone and welcome to the Never Open Podcast. The podcast open to everyone, uh, especially the uh, the Mr. Guy, because uh, for me it's Boxing Day, I don't know if everyone in the world has it, apparently it's not an American thing, but that's the day after Christmas, that's what we call it, I guess in the Commonwealth, but uh, it's for Mr. Andy right now, it's fucking Christmas Day, or Christmas evening, so uh, we did have to find time to squeeze this in, I didn't think it'd be today, so there you go, thank you Mr. Andy for that, uh, this is the Never Open Podcast of course everyone. I am your host, Luke, and with me as always, and on a day like today, uh, Christmas, or Boxing Day, whatever, you know, time travel, (laughs) Uh, say hello, Miss Sandy. Ho, 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 hello, Luke, and uh, hello, Mr. Andy, but um, hey, man, I just want to know, you know, I heard that the, and by the way, my, my gift to you. Uh, for Christmas is uh, doing this podcast today, so that's that's you're welcome. And uh, and also, I just wanted to ask. I heard I wasn't sure that like Boxing Day. So like the idea is that basically one day a year you get to punch someone in the face as hard as you can, yeah. and you don't like there's no repercussions. It's like the purge, but it's just one punch. You, get, <laughs> you go for a second punch, and and the thing that's crazy about it is that that person can also choose you to punch. So it could be a two punch fight, and that's it. Um, but it's perfectly legal. Is that correct? <laughs> I wish. Uh, what Boxing Day really comes down to is, I don't know the original meaning uh, behind Boxing Day, but what it is pretty much is uh, everything's on sale. Uh, come spend your vouchers and Christmas money. Uh, and you know how you used to get those fucking news reports that show people like comically storming the gates of a shopping center when the doors open or whatever just to get that sale first and shit i don't know if it's that bad anymore or anything uh, like that but not anymore but you know it was just have that in your, yeah. in your brain it's like it's, it's like our black friday except we've adopted black friday as well because oh, <laughs> yeah, we just want to sell even more shit <laughs> hey man that's capitalism at its best but uh man we're fucking burying the lead here luke we're talking about christmas and boxing day and stuff like that like it fucking matters this is a new japan podcast Luke, why is this an important time of the year? Is it important because of Christmas? No. Boxing Day? No. New Year's? No. Fuck all that. Spending time with people? Get out of here. <laughs> Unless they're coming to help, they're coming to join you and watch uh, some motherfucking Wrestle Kingdom Sorry. on January fourth and fifth, and then uh, if they're all, if everyone's brave enough, coming back for a third night in a row <laughs> for New Year's Dash. But yeah. Uh, that's that's the 
It's one of the most uh, exciting things for me. I don't know. I'm 38 now. I don't really give a shit about New Year's anymore. <laughs> for me, like uh, Charity and I will be like, New Year's? Nah. Let's have a couple people over for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's what, And that's kind of what we do the last few years instead of uh, anything major for New Year's Eve. I guess we just don't give a fuck about that shit no more. Well, what, what yeah. is Wrestle Kingdom, Luke? Tell us about what? it. And tell me, like, what are some of your favorite memories of Wrestle Kingdom over the past couple of years? All right. So Wrestle Kingdom, uh, I guess the easiest explanation for what Wrestle Kingdom is, it's uh, New Japan's WrestleMania. It's their biggest show of the year. Uh, I think the only other show that, that uh, of the year that comes close is maybe Dominion, which is like in, in, in what, six months after. So, you know, every six months I'll have a mega show, but... Wrestle Kingdom's even more special. Uh, all roads, uh, starting from about August, or, or usually around August, all roads start moving towards Wrestle Kingdom, because that's usually when uh, the G1 happens. So, you know, they'll set, they'll set up all their huge matches, and all their big feuds will come to a head at Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, it's, it's usually fucking awesome, and it doesn't always go the way I want it to, but it's always entertaining and always leaves me wanting to to find out what is going to happen next. Uh, one of my big memories I remember, and it's funny too because I know I've said I'm not, I haven't always been a big Naito guy, but my first G1, the G127, he won it, and it's against Okada, and I hadn't been watching for that long, but even I was like, oh God, he's had this belt forever. Mr. Okada, so I was like, oh, well, they've been building up Naito, he seems pretty over, it looks like it should be his time, no, no, and he loses, but uh, some of my favourite memories have been, uh, uh, last year we had Jericho versus uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, which I quite enjoyed, I'm pretty sure we had uh, Moxley Suzuki, did that happen? Or did that happen a little later? I can't remember. I think it was Lance Archer in that uh, in that Texas death match or death whatever match. last That's year. That's right. You're right. I think New Beginning had the, the Suzuki-Moxley uh, match. But uh, if you're asking me some of my favorite, I, it's just having people over. Like, I'll have people over who don't really give a shit about Wrestle Kingdom or, oh, sorry, uh, New Japan. Uh, and they'll watch, maybe watch the odd show or something, but it's Wrestle Kingdom. Like, yeah, it's become like a bit of a yearly tradition to come over and and watch. So I guess that's my crap answer. Uh, but, well, yeah, a... because you expect me to remember, like, what matches happen. Like, <laughs> it's oh, hard to remember. Them. But, you know, there's a lot of things that make Wrestle Kingdom a special show. You know, uh, mm-hmm. ever since New Japan has been around on July 4th, they've had a Tokyo Dome show. Yeah, and, that, and, and, and that's the thing is that it's not – it's it's the venue. Um, it's this giant baseball stadium uh, venue that's indoors, and that's a big part of it. And so, you know, Wrestle Kingdom's been around for this is the fifteenth year of it. But like I said before, that they still had Tokyo Dome shows that were called something else. There's been various different ones, but um, this is me. This year's me celebrating six years of watching Wrestle Kingdom too, because my first oh, yeah. year watching was Wrestle Kingdom nine. Um, and I'll never forget that. I'll never forget seeing Nakamura and uh, Ibushi almost kill each other and being like, I love this and I want to see this every day of my life. And, uh, you know, that's been the story for me ever since. Um, just stuff that I remember that's been good memories is, uh, you know, I really like um, 
uh, Shibata versus Ishii a couple years ago. You know, all the stuff with uh, Omega and um, and Okada has been great. But, I mean, there's been so much fun stuff that happens at Wrestle Kingdom. And, you know, and this year's a little different. Last year they tried something out, and they're, they're sticking with it, and that is the two-day format. How did you like the two-day format uh, last year, Luke, and what are you expecting from it this year? I quite liked it. Uh, I got uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it, it allowed them to kind of do things a little, little differently and space things out a bit. And the big, the big thing for that, uh, Wrestle Kingdom was it's uh, double gold dash, which I really, really loved because you had, uh, uh, Naito Okada on one night and, uh, Actually, you had Naito and Jay one night. Then you had Kota and and Okada that night. And then the two winners met each other the next night for the double gold. And uh, that was that was really exciting. That was a really cool time. And this year, I've liked. I've, I've ever since they've announced that this year will be a double night as well. I've been able to kind of uh, be like. They've, they've been able to do some surprises that they don't usually do. One of them being, uh, no one ever wins the briefcase. Like after after the G one, whoever's got the briefcase, they'll have to wrestle a couple t- challenges, right? And then those challenges always lose. Well, now you've got two nights of Wrestle Kingdom to book for. You can kind of have the winner of the G one still have his main event, and then you can have the guy with the briefcase do the next night. Or something like that. So I, I kind of laid that all out to you as it was kind of happening at the time. So, and then we've, it's been fun because you, you can kind of fit more wrestlers in that definitely deserve to have a shot on the main stage, you know, the big, biggest stage of them all in Japan and things like that. It's been really fun to kind of, uh, imaginary book for as well. Like I, I, I guess we'll get into Moxley later, but you know, there's been a lot of, if they're doing this for the the main titles, well, what, they could certainly do something like this for the, you know, for the US title. But uh, yeah, and then you can also have multiple challenges for different titles and things like that. It just adds a little extra spice. I think I think they have the talent and enough matches to kind of pull it off. Uh, and yeah, I'm really excited. What about you? I don't like the two-day format. I prefer one night. Oh, that's because uh, you got to wake up at yeah. some ungodly hour twice it, in a row. Isn't it's it? true. It's true, but also because it's it, you know Wrestle Kingdom is exhausting to watch in all the best ways. Because I mean, yeah. you know the the singles matches, the high end, uh, the, the you know top of the card singles matches are fucking out of this world good. And after you're done watching one you're like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. And then you got to watch another one. And, and that's awesome. That's what I'm, I'm signed up for. But I prefer the one-day format because when I think of the history of the Tokyo Dome shows, I don't think of January 4th and 5th. I think of January 4th. And so to me, it's like the tradition of the 4th, uh, you know, is, is uh, a strong thing. And I think that that's cool. But, you know, they're starting a new tradition. And you are right about one thing that they certainly um, – have uh, opened up the storytelling a little bit and, you know, are able to do more with two nights. So as you've gathered, you know, from listening to this, uh, we are doing a Wrestle Kingdom preview show. So we had some shows last, uh, this current week or whatever, some Road 2 shows we're going to talk about a little bit. But really, we're going to go over the matches and, uh, and talk about it. But throughout that, 
We got a Kojima tweet that's going to pop in. We got a listener voicemail. Uh, we may have a visitor from a, a guest. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but we got all this stuff we're going to work in. But we just want to kind of like ground, you know, like lay some groundwork and let you know what our thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom are. And um, I don't know, f- folks, did, did we tell about where people can contact us and stuff or did we just jump right into Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, so I'll do a couple things first. Uh, we're a sweary podcast, so uh, if you hadn't known that already, now you know. Uh, usually when we do uh, the Never Open podcast, what we do is we kind of like talk about all the matches and what we liked in them and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this show is going to be a little different. It's going to be more Wrestle Kingdom focused. Uh, we will talk about a few things that happened in the matches and things like that that we want to discuss as we go. But it's not going to be the blow-by-blow blow that we usually do. Just We we were just like, yeah, well, I think we're too ex- excited to talk Wrestle Kingdom, so we're going to kind of focus on that. And if you want to contact us in any way, shape, or form, uh, well... Actually, <laughs> not <two> every... <laughs> Uh, just, just two ways. We don't want letters, letters like, yeah, like that. We're not. Don't try to fax. We never open. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you can contact us on the Tweety. Uh, I'm at Grumpy Two EB. Mister Andy is at Drusifer Tweets. Or you can just uh, email us directly at uh, Never Open Pod. And then, uh, if you want to email us with words or with talking, uh, you know, voicemails and shit, uh, just. Hit us up at, at uh, sorry, I always do the at first because I'm always in fucking Tweety mode. But our email address is neveropenpod at gmail.com. Oh, Tweety mode. You'd think I'd have this down like an exact science by now, but, uh, you know. Yeah, because this is a scientific podcast. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The science of how to contact us. So those are the ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, and uh, and do that. We've started. We're, we're, we're starting to get a, a voicemail too, so that's that's pretty nice. And uh, that, yeah, so that's how you can contact us, and that's what we're doing on uh, today's show as well. So uh, we'll, we'll have some, I guess, some voicemails. I, I know we got one from a listener. I think the other ones from a from a friend of the show. If if I if I recall, I don't. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I'm ready to get started, man. There's heaps of stories going into Wrestle Kingdom 15. I don't mind the two days because I'm an arsehole, and and here's why um, I'm going to make a lot of you so upset. I mean, it's the bell starts at 5 o'clock in Japan, which means 7 o'clock uh, for me. So, uh, that's, uh, that's good pizza and wrestling time, I guess. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm, it sucks that a lot of you guys have to wake up mega early, but uh, yeah, chin up. Then there's also the cathartic show of New Year's Dash, isn't there? Like, uh, that's like the, if you had to describe it, what, what would you say? Like, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of the roar after WrestleMania? Yeah, it used to be. I don't think it's been as impactful the past couple of years, no. you know, um, it, it because, you know, basically New Year's Dash is where they kind of like start the new stories for the next year. Um, and with this second night of Wrestle Kingdom, they have more opportunities to do that stuff there. Because last year's New Year's Dash, like nothing happened, if I remember right. And like uh, we were all very disappointed, especially me who had like gotten up at fucking butt crack of dawn for the third night in a row. And I was like, nothing happened, you bastards. So, 
know, but, um, but, you know, New Year's Dash is kind of like, you know, that, that type of thing where it's kind of a reset of everything. It's always at Corrigan Hall. So it feels like a, you know, like you're more kind of house showy show and there's some goofy shit that happens, but, um, you know, they, what do you think, Luke? I mean, I know we're going to jump into all this, but what do you think, what kind of surprises do you think we might get for Wrestle Kingdom? Booking surprises, if it's done properly, always works on me. I mean, it like it works like a fucking charm on me, and I love surprises in wrestling. And I have a feeling that we're going to get some. I just, I don't know why. I just feel like that the, you know, the build has been a little lackluster in a, in a few ways, and I think that they're going to throw some stuff in that we're not expecting. Do you have any ideas of any of those things, or do you think that there's going to be surprises at all? Look, as to the build being uh, lackluster, or by lackluster, I, uh, hopefully you mean not as good as the last few years prior to that, big reason is it's COVID. Uh, they've kind of had to do a bit of a scramble. They had to fit in the best of Super Juniors, World Tag League, Super Junior Tag League, uh, where we're lucky to get a G1. So they've kind of had to squeeze lots in and maybe they hadn't, they didn't have enough time or, you know, and all that to kind of, uh, because they don't do quick storytelling, do they, in New Japan? They like to build things up and take their time. And this was a year where they didn't necessarily have that. So because they missed, what, 110 days or something like that between, uh, when New Japan was off and when New Japan was back. That's, that's my opinion as to maybe why this build-up isn't as strong as others. But I'd say in some ways it it, it has captivated me in certain ways. Like, I'm, I'm really... We don't have the double gold dash this year. It's This time it's a, it's around, it hovers around three men. And the way they've done that story between uh, Kota Ibushi, Tetsuya Naito, and uh, Jay White, I've really, really liked that. Uh, even though it's there's only two men I can believe that are going to come out with uh, the double gold at the end of Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, they're both Japanese, but that's okay. Uh, you do need your uh, bad guy to get his comeuppance sometimes, and that's fine. So yeah, uh, I'm happy. I'm I'm kind of I'm also kind of happy with the matches that they've got got set up. Not everything is kind of what we want it to be, and I'll just blame. COVID for that as well, why not? <laughs> well, what? Do you fucking... think there's going to be any surprises? You're dodging you know, my there's question. Gonna, there's going to be some title changes and things like that. As for surprise returns and shit like that, I unless it's Moxley, no. Uh, I don't think there's going to be surprises like a return or something like that, unless it's Mox. Uh, otherwise, they'll save anything that might happen like that to maybe New Year's Dash. Uh, there'll be some surprise, maybe title changes. Like that would surprise me if uh, El Fantasmo beat Hiromu Takahashi, and we got a fucking Bullet Club <laughs> fucking thing on night two, which would be um, interesting, but also really dumb yeah. because uh, you know that it doesn't they're quite like make tag sense. Partners, I, I know. Yeah. Hmm? I said they're like tag partners, so no, that's not gonna work. Yeah, and some of it for me is there's definitely some matches at this year's Wrestle Kingdom, I really don't give a shit about. Uh, and they involve laundry boys. So, uh, uh, two laundry boys, I should say. <laughs> uh, there's one laundry boy that's in a match that I think is going to be a banger. And uh, you didn't hear that, did you? Hey, did you say the word banger? No, in the background. Never mind. Uh, I won't tell you what that sound was. Because uh, <laughs> no one needs to know. Right. Uh, but... Uh, 
Yeah, so I'm looking forward to Jeff Cobb versus Shingo. I think that'll be that could be quite a surprising match in terms of just how, how good it is if you let him go. And two, I don't I don't really know. In terms of surprises, I might be surprised if Switchblade comes out with the double gold. I'll be really happy. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, you know when when you think of uh, Switchblade's chances of being double champ at the end of Wrestle Kingdom, you just play Vince McMahon's theme tune. And that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm in that zone where I was when Kota Ibushi fought uh, Switchblade for the briefcase rights. Uh, resigned, resigned to the fact that, all right, my my boys are playing a heel. He's got to get his comeuppance. He's here. He's where it happens, and it didn't. He cheated to win, and I was like, oh, all right, he's in the Wrestle Kingdom picture. All right, now, 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 you just take a breath, you breathe with the Switchblade, and just. Uh, just imagine that, uh, you know, he's going to have a great match, but he's probably losing. So, yeah. Well, That'll be a surprise for me, though, dude. Okay, <laughs> I got gotcha. Well, then, I mean, that's a good answer. I, I, I hope that's what happens. I love him. And, you know, he's been a, a high point of the year for sure. And, and, I mean, if COVID hadn't happened, I think he would have done even more, obviously. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, well, I mean, what do you think? You want to get started and, and uh, start running through the Wrestle Kingdom stuff? Or, you know, uh, I mean, what do you want to do first here? Right. So, uh, is there a story or thread from Wrestle Kingdom that you kind of want to jump into first? Well, I figured we'd probably, I know we just talked about the main event scene, but uh, we can probably uh, start lower on the card or maybe on matches that don't quite interest us as much so we can uh, uh, crap on about the stuff we like more later on. What do you say? Well, I have the uh, the first uh, night pulled up on New Japan 1972 or whatever, and so they have, yep. a, they have a match listed, and it's the opening match New Japan Rambo, and it's X versus X versus X versus X. So we don't know what that is yet, um, so we can't really discuss that. But then the next match they have listed is the uh, the Super J Cup versus the Super Juniors winner, um, El Fantasma versus mm-hmm. Hiromu Takahashi. And so we had these Road to New Japan shows this week, and each one of them kind of had different little steps to build to these stories a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited for this match. What do you think about all this? But between Hiromu and El Fantasmo, I think the only thing that let it down was maybe El Fantasmo not being in Japan. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to be a great match. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but it only makes sense to me if Hiromu kind of wins. Uh, because, no, look, I like El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori, and... I like the idea of them wrestling, but I feel like that would be more of a best of super juniors kind of match rather than a title match because they're both in Bullet Club. So that's one match where I'm thinking Hiromu just has to win this. He just has to. Uh, so that's maybe a little te- telegraph, but that's okay. Wrestling can be telegraphed sometimes. Like the story is Hiromu has to go through two douchebags in order to be the junior champ. And uh, since he's over like a motherfucker right now, why wouldn't you have someone like Hiromu Takahashi wrestle both nights? That's going to put eyes on it and, well, as Shivani would say, butts in the seats. It, but yes. actually put butts in seats, not in the way that backfired on him when he said it. And we may want to talk about this real quick. Um, 
there's some conflicting information out there, which is, you know, not surprising, but it is what it is. Uh, New Japan announced again this week that they have, you know, uh, contributed to zero cases of, uh, of COVID. However, there are spikes going on all over Japan now, and especially in Tokyo, I guess. So they have limited the amount of people that can be at the show to 5,000. Now, the Tokyo Dome can fit like 35,000 or maybe mm-hmm. more. So, you know, I'm interested to hear, you know, how that, that might affect things. Because it's another reason why the Tokyo Dome show is so big and such a big deal. Is it's the biggest venue that they run, I think, and, and it's usually packed to the gills. So... You know, it's, it, a, it's one of the big money maker shows of the year, and I don't just mean like um, New Japan World subscribers. It's like thirty five thousand butts in seats. Like that's tickets, that's ticket sales, that's merch sales. That's you know that's good for the venue. It's good for the fans. It's good for the wrestlers. It's good for everyone. And uh, yeah, so I I didn't hear about the spikes, so that kind of sucks. But I already had it in my head that they were going to have a drastically reduced kind of uh, crowd for these two nights so yeah does that kind of suck i i guess i guess it does but um it it might feel a bit more um jingu stadiumy than uh last year's yeah. wrestle kingdom was i mean i'm excited for it either way i just wanted to make sure i got that information in um now the junior heavyweight title story obviously we know uh el Fantasma won the super j cup and you know uh whatever fashion we didn't really weren't really that impressed with it but um you know and then takahashi won uh you know the super juniors in extremely impressive fashion uh in one of the best mm-hmm. matches of the year and you know that that's kind of where we left things until this week so on night one of the there were three shows this week and on night one uh neither guy was on the show uh on night two lij uh with hiromu won a match versus bullet club with Ishimori and Hiromu kind of stood tall holding his trophy after the match. And then on night three, Hiromu uh, has ELP drawn on his chest and he wears like an ELP mask. So, you know, I I, like the I like the part by the way, when uh, Shingo (laughs) goes to put the mask over his face and then uh, Hiromu pulls his fist back and uh, Shingo puts the mask down. He's like, Oh, Hey, Hey, Easy there. <laughs> Shingo has the best facial expressions of anybody. He's so good at it. It's awesome. Um, well, I'm excited for this match. I think you're right. I think that uh, Hiromu has to win. However, this, uh, this, you know, you know, we may see Ishimori during this match. You know, we may see him kind of make sure that he's going to win uh, the next night, uh, or we may not see that at all. I just feel like that Bullet Club has a lot of members and they may show up and I'm not saying that it's in this match, but I just have a feeling and I could be wrong. I just have a feeling that we, that they're going to debut another member of LIJ. I don't know why I'm just throwing that out there. I don't have, I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything. I just, I don't know. It just, it seems like it's time. You know what I mean? It seems like something sneaky that, that Naito would have in his back pocket out of nowhere to pull at the biggest show of the year. Just my opinion. I don't know, uh, but uh, what do you think about the build? Do you have any uh, any questions or anything that you're thinking about this match or that right, you so the, the, apart, If we take the whole Super J Cup out of it, the whole build of Hiromu that's been building this whole year, I think like he had this uh, awesome feud with Evil, in which he challenged Evil for the double gold and he lost, and and then. 
at Jingu Stadium, he got smashed by Ishimori. So he's got a grudge against Ishimori. He wants to make it to him big time to kind of get uh, get that beating going on uh, on on Taiji Ishimori. But first, he's got to go through Alphantasma, and he's going to cheat his ass off. And I can imagine maybe either during the match, Alphantasma will do something to mess up Hiromu, even if Hiromu does make it out with the win. Or post-match, I can see Alphantasma and Ishimori doing some kind of... Uh, uh, douchebag beat down on Hiromu just to kind of guarantee that uh, Hiromu can't win or to make it look like he can't win for everyone watching and then, you know, the good guy triumphs and reaches the top of the mountain again. So I think it'd be cool. Uh, I I'd really want to see Hiromu with that title because I think he's over as hell and I think he's got enough heels in the junior division to kind of uh, have... Uh, matches against, be it another El Desperado match or uh, ELP down the down the line again. He's got, there's so many competitors, and I think it would make sense to kind of give him another run with the junior gold. Even the commentators have started saying, it, like, he's the most over junior that the company has. Uh, as to what you're saying about another LIJ member, have I had not been harping on this for ages? Even before Evil left, I always thought, they needed at least one more member. And and it's because sometimes you'll get those tag matches where you're just like, eh, it doesn't make sense for this tag match to be here. Why is that happening? Oh, yeah, because LIJ doesn't have enough members. So you're kind of going to have to do things like, like uh, Sonata and Shingo in a match with Naito, even though Sonata and Shingo are in World Tag League and have to wrestle the next night. Uh, right. <laughs> and, and things like that. So, yes, they, they kind of do need at least one more member. Uh, they need maybe either one more heavyweight or one more junior, one more of each. So even before Evil left, I was just like, they need more members. Now that they don't have Evil, they definitely need at least one, minimum of one. So if you're right about that, I'd be, I'd be happy. I would not be able to predict who it is because it fit. Does it... How does... I, I've... Ever since I've started watching New Japan, LIJ's always been a thing. So I don't know how old old they are and stuff. I, I know you did the episode on LIJ. Sorry, <laughs> I can't remember everything about that. But if you want to know more about LIJ, look at our special episode where we where uh, Mr. Andy covers them. But doesn't he always doesn't he usually recruit maybe except for Hiromu or outsiders? Of course, yes. And it, it, you know, if the, if it was someone that was going to join, it would be like some like Dragon Gate legend like Shingo or some you know CMLL guy that we've only heard about. You know, I mean, like you know Dragon Lee or somebody like that. You know, it would be someone from the outside, like you said, that's kind of an outsider and um, maybe someone we've never even heard of, but the you know, nerdiest of all the marks probably knows about, has known about their whole life. So, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it, it's usually guys like that when it comes to a, uh, you know, a deal like this, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I got that feeling. I just, I don't know. It just seems like it's time. And I just, I want to see something fun happen at Wrestle Kingdom that isn't just awesome matches. Cause we know we're going to get that. We know we're going to get awesome matches. I mean, the same guys that were in the the title picture last year for the most part are in it this year and they fucking crushed it last year. So, you know, I imagine we're going to get that again this year and there's some other fun stuff. I just, I don't know. I just kind of want something a little more, you know, I know that they have the guy dressed like Don King and that's funny, but that's not a surprise. I've already seen him. So I need something else. Mm-hmm. 
Some, sorry, I'm just having a sip of coffee. I know you are. Yeah, I know some, you are, buddy. I was talking, so of course you are. <laughs> well, why would I be like, yes, Mr. Andy, I agree with your point. You just always wait till I'm done talking, and then you start drinking. I don't understand. No, I've just finished, and then I was like, oh, shit. He's going to catch me out here. Yes, he did. Well, <laughs> yeah, and he totally did. But, yeah, um, the juniors, uh, I think... Both matches, in terms of uh, those, those the ELP versus Hiromu, that's going to be great. And then I think, uh, fingers crossed that it's, you never know with New Japan, they could always do something a little different, but uh, Hiromu versus Ishimori is always a good match. And they've got extra beef this year too, so um, Hiromu's been a bit angry at Bullet Club, especially Evil. Um, he wasn't able to get his vengeance on Evil because Evil beat him. And then he thought, oh, maybe I can get a bit of uh, revenge against uh, Ishimori and beat the shit out of him. But no, Ishimori took his title too. So he, he took out, he took my title. No. So now he's one of the best of Super Juniors, which is more impressive to me than any Super J Cup. I'm sorry, but if that's just like an elimination tournament, get out of here. Hiromu had to wrestle what? How many, how many motherfuckers? Like, yeah. So... In terms of who deserves to be in that second night more, it's definitely Hiromu who worked the hardest guy. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, but at the same time, you know, like you said, the it's been a little unpredictable lately what they're doing, and and they've really been getting heat on these baby faces. And who knows if they won't pull the rug out from under them again? I uh, I have a feeling, and I could be wrong, that they really want to do that Naito versus Hiromu match that they were going to do last year at the mm. uh, at the anniversary show, and the anniversary show has already been announced. And so, you know, that's one direction they possibly could be going because that was going to be something else, you know. But uh, but anyway, um, that's that's the junior heavyweight match. I, it looks like the next match on night one is the heavyweight tag team championship match. Yep. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, the dangerous techers. Versus the Gorillas of Destiny, Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga. And uh, the uh, G.O.D. boys, they won World Tag League. And, of course, they'll probably have Jado come out with them. So, uh, <laughs> which which wouldn't, I think, uh, which is, this is like one of these interesting matches for me. Because uh, it's, it's just one heel team versus another heel team. But... If you've been watching the Dangerous Techers from World Tag League, they were the faces against every heel team there was. In fact, uh, I'd go as far as to say that uh, they've become a little bit of a fan favorite. Uh, well, they have with us. I know that for damn sure. And I look at Tai Chi and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. And I think to myself, man, these two guys would have... At months ago, I would have been like, why are they together? They'd be awesome at having singles runs and stuff. Now that they're together... I'm not sure I'm ready for them to part ways yet. And so for me, all right, so the Gorillas of Destiny had never won World Tag League. Now they have. So now they don't have to win the tag titles. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes, they, they've held them several times. And there have been many times during my lifetime watching New Japan where I've been like, who's the champion? Oh, G.O.D. again? Oh, okay. You know, I get bored with them really easy, but uh, I like the new iteration of them and everything. Um, I just, you know, I think you're right. I think that uh, the Techers should hold on to it. However, if they really want to lean into this babyface thing again, they could get them get, you know, have them get screwed over. 
Now, we don't have anything for Suzuki to do. I, I think I know what he's going to end up doing, uh, which is a match we'll talk about a little later, but it would be pretty fun if he came out with them as a counter to Giotto because, you know, obviously Giotto would be way overmatched by Suzuki. You know, so. I'd be happy if in the Zack Sabre Jr. Tai Chi match, uh, Dowkey came out with him. Yeah, that'd Because be fun. if you remember one of the preview matches that happened this week, or yeah, it was this week. Um, it was uh, Dowkey was in one of those matches, and him and uh, him and Jado were having stick fights. They did, yeah. You know, that was on night two. Yeah. Um, night one, a God got a win, and the Techers protect protected or the Techers protected Dookie from death after the match. And then on night two, um, the Techers got or the uh, God got the one again um, on Dookie with ape shit. And after the match, God attacked the Techers, of course. And then on the third night, they didn't do anything. So you're right, Dookie has been part of the build story a little bit. Yeah, so I can either see Dowkey coming out with them with the, the Techers at the start, or Jado's doing his bullshit, and then Dowkey runs out like a fucking face, and then uses the Dowkey pole to beat the shit out of Jado. What? So I, I I mean, the Dowkey pole? Maybe something a little different. Maybe... Darky Jackie! Darky Jackie! Maybe that. There maybe Yeah, maybe we should use that, but... Hit him with the hit him with the stick so Jado lands on the on the mat on the outside and then put him in the Doki Choki. <laughs> that would be pretty damn cool because Doki doesn't have a spot yet. I know he they might put him in the Rambo thing, but because um, we neither of us know anything about that Rambo match, N- nothing, not I- iota. Which means everyone listening to this uh, that about an hour or two after Mister Andy and I have finished. Uh, they're going to announce the four men in the King of Pro Wrestling match, and then they're probably going to announce what the hell that Rambo match is too. They did that last year too, and I can't. I'll, I can look it up while we're talking about it and get some more details because I kind of forgot about that. And it stands for something, and it's it's really obvious. I just forget. There's a couple big wrestlers that don't have matches for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, one of them being Suzuki. So. I could easily imagine him in that four-way match for the for the tight for the King of Pro Wrestling thing. But anyway, we're talking about the tag titles. Uh, I'm I'm definitely hoping that the Techers win. It, uh, the second night's pretty full up with matches and shit too. So I guess a surprise would have been another team coming out to challenge challenge them. But uh, the only other team I could see doing that would be Finn Juice, and then uh, and Juice would have had a match already and. Juice is out, unfortunately, because of an orbital bone fracture, which we'll talk about more later. But yeah, I'm 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 hoping well, the fate. I saw a meme, by the way. I can't remember who posted it. Hopefully, they're listening. So shout out to you. But they posted, you know, that meme that has that guy sitting at a at a, at a table in a park somewhere, change and it's the my change my mind meme. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, uh, I saw one that said uh, Suzuki Guna faces change my mind, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like. They have been a bit facey. How are they still cheating and being violent and stuff? Yeah, but the crowd's been kind of getting behind them. Uh, so at least when Suzuki Goon are facing more other heels, that uh, they prefer the Suzuki Goon heels than the other heels to, to cheer for. So I guess in that respect, they're a bit facey. So yes, I want I want the heroes to win. Tamatonga Tongaloa already won the one thing that they'd never won before. So, fuck them. They don't need the titles. <laughs> <laughs> Their 
they're just boring. It's it's a fact, you know. So I I get it, man. I, I feel you on that. And um, I'm because ready. the techies are something new, aren't they? Yes. Well, they yes they over relatively the past, new compared yes. to the Gorillas of Destiny, right? And, and and you know, like you said, I mean, Gorillas of Destiny. I I like that they're putting some new wrinkles in and everything, but it won't be long before we're like, oh god, these guys again. I I just that's how they that's how they always play for me. It's just the way it is, you know. Yeah, I can understand that. And then we got a, a third match, which uh, kind of came out of left field. Yes. And, and I want to talk about how out of left field that came because we've got <laughs> uh, Kenta versus Satoshi Kojima. Now, before, uh, you know, there's no complaints here. I'm really happy Satoshi Kojima is at the Dome. I'm really happy for him. Uh, we we love him. We do a Kojima tweet probably. You have one, right? Oh, yeah, I got one. All right. So, yeah, we'll do a Kojima tweet uh, soon. But there's one weird thing. There was one of the nights. I can't remember which one it was. But we had... Oh, it was the last third night. All right. We had, uh, had Toa Hanare and Kojima versus Kenta and Jay White. And I'm watching this match... And I'm like, all right, this is, I'm thinking, and I tweeted this out, this is really cool to see um, Mr. Bread mixing it up with uh, Kenta and Jay White. I really liked it. And I kind of felt, had this feeling like I want more of that. And then I thought, oh, well, that's not going to happen because one, two, three, Hanare gets Blade Runnered and loses, right? But then after the match, Kojima calls out Kenta and says, hey, I'm coming for your case. Would have made a made, I, I know, I know it. Look, I, I would have preferred maybe this little mini build if uh, Kojima had pinned Kenta as a big surprise, and people would have been like, "Whoa!" But instead, his team lost, and then this match <laughs> happened. So that was a bit weird. And I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure Kenta won't lose much from losing to Kojima. Come on, Kojima's an ex. IWGP heavyweight champion. Like, who cares, right? He can handle, like, one loss and then beat him at the Dome, right? So that's night one where you get where we're going to get Kenta versus Kojima. And uh, maybe, maybe the Mocs will make an appearance then and go, oi, next night we're wrestling. Because AEW, he hasn't been on since he lost the title, uh, Mr. Moxley, to Kenny Omega. And they've announced on AEW that uh, Moxley's going to be on the show. Well, I don't think they said he was wrestling. I just said I just think they said he was going to be on the show, which makes me think like they'll do what they normally do with the, with Moxley, and that's uh, and they're really good. So when he's not on the show, but they want him to be on the show, they'll have him. Excuse me, a bit burpy there. Sorry, they'll have him cut a promo, and the promos are always good. Uh, to think like they had they had this guy with all this badass charisma in their hands and and they and WWE just fucking squandered him because he's been amazing ever since he left uh, WWE, Mister Ambrose slash Moxley. So yes, it could be. See, so no one knows yet if it's going to be like a pre-recorded promo or he's actually going to be in the ring. If he's if I'm watching next week and I'm like, oh, he's wrestling, oh. I mean, that's good. I mean, he's an AEW wrestler, so where wouldn't he? But, um, oh, fuck it, get your ass to Japan. Uh, so, 
that could just be a swerve. Like, oh, Moxley's going to be on the show and everyone's going to be like, oh, he's not going to be in Japan. So I think there's still a possibility that, look, we get Kojima versus Kenta um, and then the winner will take on Moxley on night two. This is just pure speculation right now. No one knows for sure. Uh, I don't think anyone will know for sure until Moxley's death rider music hits and he comes out. That's the only way we'll, I think we'll know because he doesn't tweet and I don't think Renee's going to spoil anything either. So yeah, it's interesting. I'm not a hundred percent convinced the build up to, I know, I know it was a scramble because juice injured, but, uh, yeah, I'm happy for the... I know I'm rambling, but I'm happy for Kojima to be in a spot. Like, he easily could have been in the King of Pro Wrestling match. I would have been happy with that because he missed out on being in the final last time. I would have been, yep. Or whatever this Rambo match is. Yeah, cool. A- anything to see Mr. Bread in the Dome, I'm really happy. The fact that he's wrestling Kenta took me by surprise. And I liked their interaction in that match. So, yeah, hook it up. Uh I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, I've talked enough. Go for it. <laughs> well, I think that they did something really smart with Kojima is that they've been building him for, what, a month now? He's got like a million wins, I, oh, you know, man. albeit over Young Lions, but still he, he was their decisive wins. His finisher is getting put over huge. And I think they did that just in case something happened and they were going to like plug him in anywhere where he might be needed because that was really smart, you know? And so yep. now they got this guy there who's got the pedigree, like you said, former IWG heavyweight champion for former triple tra- triple crown champion. I mean, the guy's one of the most decorated guys in new Japan. And so yeah. that's a good thing, you know? And, and like you said, this didn't kind of come out till night three because we don't know. I don't know when juice got injured, but he seemed to disappear in one of those matches. And I, I don't know if that's when it happened, but um, I, I, you know, I'm happy that Kojima's getting this spot and I'm happy that, you know, uh, that he's on Wrestle Kingdom because how the fuck are you going to have Wrestle Kingdom and not have Kojima? This is his 30th year in pro wrestling and the guy's still a fucking tank. He's still great. Um, you know, although some of those matches were really bad that he had over this, but, but, but it was 15 matches right. of the same thing. I know. And that's not on Kojima. That's on all the people involved. <laughs> you, you know how to mix it up, wrestlers. Bloody do it, but it got a bit house showy. And the funny thing is, Mr. Andy, about keeping Kojima strong is like uh, the first night of these shows, we had uh, a returning Togi Makabe, a returning Tiger Mask, and Kojima versus the Young Lions. Mm-hmm. And I and I kind of think to myself like, I wonder if uh, I wonder if uh, any of the returning dudes will get a win, or is it just going to be another baguette of death? And I'm like, yep, there it is. Uh, fuck you, Tiger Mask and Makabe. I get all the pins. Well, they, you know, my point is, is that they usually do things for a reason. And so, yeah. you know, the fun part is figuring out what that reason is. And sometimes you don't know till you know. Most of the times you don't know till you know when it comes to stuff like this. And and here we are. So I'm excited for it. Um, and here's what I predict will happen. Uh, you know, Kojima loses to Kenta after some, you know, cheating shenanigans and, and the evil doing and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, uh, as Kojima's being destroyed after the match by uh, Kenta, you know, the uh, the music hits and here comes Moxley to make the save and we get our match on night two. I mean, that, that would be perfect. Uh, we'll see what actually happens. But, you know, uh, throughout all that, Kojima has been tweeting, of course, you know, and he wanted to let everybody know what he thought about this. There was some people 
who don't like this, by the way. And I would I would probably um, put it out there. I, I saw a lot of excited people on Twitter, mind you. Uh, I'm just looking at the Never Open Twitter feed, and we probably follow a lot of people that uh, follow us and probably uh, are more akin to maybe our line of thinking. Not always. So there's going to be disagreements here, but I saw from some of our listeners and things that from the Tweeties that, yay, Kojima's in, in a, in a main major match. Cool. So I'm quite disheartened to find out that there were people who were just like, oh. Well, so was Mr. Brett. So he was very upset about it, and he wanted to make some things clear. So, uh, so here is the Kojima Tweet of the Week. Quote, I think there are many people who feel uncomfortable when I challenge Kenta. I really understand that. This is not a challenge statement for me. I'm just a substitute for the juice to come back. So I said, I wanted to fight for juice, and I wanted to win for juice. End quote. Hell yeah. So he wanted That's to put, a cool tweet. I know. He wanted to put it out there. Fuck y'all. Him and uh, him and Watto need to tag together and be the, you know, we hate Twitter guys, you know, like we fuck you people. <laughs> Although, you know, Kojima is very diplomatic. He's a little more diplomatic than Master Watto was last week on the show. So, uh, you know, but yeah, that, well, that's exciting and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm ready to move yep. on if you are. I am. And I'm glad these are kind of both on night one. I don't really want them spaced out on two nights. I think one of these matches we'll talk on at length, and the other one we'll probably just mention is happening. I uh, don't know how much you want to talk about that, but the first... Oh, by the way, before we do that, uh, can I just say, um, yes, awesome, Kojima in that spot, love it. But were they or were they not, at the end of World Tag League, didn't, didn't it look like they were heating up David Finley? He pinned Shingo yeah. first before Cobb, and he, you know, he had a couple of high-profile pins. Uh, against uh, name dudes, and I don't mean he just pinned big deal. Oh, big deal! He pinned Yujiro or something like that. No, he pinned some names, right? Yeah. So I thought they were building him up, and I was like, oh, okay. And, and it only just struck me now that I'm sorry, Mr. Bread, but they easily could have put David Finley in that spot, mind you. They could still put him in the Rambo or the bloody King of Pro Wrestling match, but. You know, I'm not going to complain that Mr. Bread's fighting Kenta because I really want to see that. It's so. a good point. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to see David Finley make a major challenge at New Year's Dash. Just my opinion. Cool. Um, if if they've been um, warming him up a bit, um, you know, you've got to use it. So I think they've got that in their back pocket too, Mr. Finley, because they've given him some decent wins lately. So that's cool. So, yes, the next match on this on, on night one, We've got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Great Okan. And um, let me be nice about this. Do not want. <laughs> um, how long has Great Okan been around now? And since maybe the end of the G1 when Okada had that match with um, Arseface. So he's been around for a few months now. And... I I haven't seen him hit a hit a hit a hit any major gears. Now he had a chance to hit a major gear earlier in the in the year when he fought Kazuchika Okada, and I was excited for the Great Okan because cool you're getting a match with Okada. Okay, you're probably going to lose, but this guy's going to put you over and make you look like a billion dollars. No, 
because this Okada we got this year, I know I've said this a million times. Okada rant alert. Okada rant alert. Okada rant alert. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's been been ass gravy this year. Uh, Is his in-ring good? Yeah, sure. But he seemed disinterested and bored. Um, It's Goldberg syndrome as far as I'm concerned. Like, and I don't. And what I mean is, yeah, Carter is a pretty much a better wrestler in every way than Goldberg ever was. But what do you do with Goldberg after the streak is over? What do you do with him? You don't know. And you know. and did he ever bounce back in WCW after that? Not really. Mm-hmm. So what do you do after that? And it's kind of the same thing with Okada. He's been booked as the winningest of the winningest ever in New Japan. And when he's not, when he doesn't have that gold around his waist, meaning the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which is the only piece of gold he's ever had or held in in New Japan, everything else might seem and will seem like a step down for him. And if Okada fans are deflated, well, so's Okada because I don't think I don't think uh, Great Okan got over to a point he needed to in that match. Whereas I think Hiroshi Tanahashi, even though they're doing the, oh my God, his knee's injured kind of thing. <laughs> I think Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to make Great Khan look like a fucking bajillion dollars. So I'm excited for Great Khan in that respect. This is his big opportunity. If I haven't seen anything from him yet, this is the chance. This is the spot. Uh, this is arguably a bigger match than the Okada match. And that's mostly because of where this match is being held, mm-hmm. the Tokyo Dome. So this is a good opportunity to be like, hey, Luke, I got this. And then Great Okan goes and shows me, like, holy shit, you know, something like that. And I think uh, I think Tanner can bring it out of him. I think he can. He's definitely going to do a way better job than Okada did. If you shit to bed at the Tokyo Dome versus uh, Tanahashi, you don't belong there, you know. So mm-hmm. we'll see, and, and this will be a big test for him. During the Road 2 matches, there were a couple of fun things that happened. Uh, on night one, Hanma was tagging with Tanahashi, and he hit a double-assisted Kokeshi, which was like yeah. where, it, I think it was Hinari, I think, and uh, and Tanahashi held him up in the air and dropped him. <laughs> it just By the way, weird. in that match that you just talked about on night one, uh, Greater Khan did a skull-crushing finale. Nice. Hey, man. He's getting his shit in, you know, some new shit. Uh, but uh, Hanma ended up getting pinned in that match, and I've changed uh, the name of Jeff Cobb's finisher. It is no longer the Tour of the Islands. It's now called the Spin Cycle. So uh, because Oh, he, that's beautiful. Yeah, that so, is amazing. Because they are part of board. Empire Dry Cleaners, of course. And then they proceed to kill Tanahashi with chairs. Now, uh, they didn't do anything on night two because him and Okada both got killed with chairs. And then on night three, the good guys won, and Tanahashi just killed Okan with a chair. And, you know, he had finally had enough. So he, you know, he proved that the part of the story, the, the beat of the story was that it, that was going on was that he had, uh, you know, was fed up with it. And now he's proven that he's going to do anything to kill the great Okan and end his reign of terror over Tanahashi's leg. So, you know, I think that that's, that's a fun part of the match and that adds something to it that isn't just, hey, I don't like you. You know what I mean? So there's something to this match, and, and I'm excited for it. I am not excited for its kind of um, partner match uh, that's coming up. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I think that, uh, you know, if Great O'Conn gets a win, man, 
What a big deal. What a thing for a, a heel to gloat about. I mean, that is, that could yeah. be pretty cool, man. Well, you've got three um, Empire Laundry matches, right? Yeah. They should win at least one or two of those. Uh, at least. Yeah, because if they don't, then what the fuck's the point? You know, what? What? It, then they really are Laundry Boys, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, and it, night one is the night for me to have both guys win. Like, I can see Tana beating Okan, but Okan looking like like a crisp million dollar bill. Uh, I can see uh, douche nozzle beating Okada and, and I can see Okada finally pulling out a rainmaker and, and beating douchey, douchey boy. But uh, <clears throat> the one match where, and I, I, I want Shingo to win because I, I want, I want him to be some kind of record trendsetter for that never belt. And uh, he came close last time. Then Suzuki derailed him. And I was like, all right, fine. But I also think we'll get, we'll get onto that match. But I also think um, the empire needs a bit of gold. Yeah. That's new Japan gold, not this rev pro <laughs> stuff. Uh, no offense to rev pro or rev pro fans. Fuck I don't rev watch pro. it. It's I watch enough wrestling, but we need we need we need a group to to kind of solidify themselves with some um, new Japan gold. But yeah, so Tanahashi Okan can go either way. I so yeah, I, I don't think the the win the, if if Great Okan wins, he'll that's them putting him over huge. But I think the main important thing is no matter who wins or loses that match, is to go hey. This is why you should like this new guy, uh, because he can pull out all this stuff. So yeah, it's that's going to be an interesting match. Um, it's not a huge match for Tana, but you know, a few years ago, Tanahashi had a Wrestle Kingdom match against some young interloper called Switchblade Jay White, and look where he is! Isn't it? Look where he is now. So you never know. Yeah, certainly. And uh, and let's just talk about this really quickly. We've got Kazuchika Okada versus uh, the leader of the laundry dudes. Uh, <laughs> not even naming him. Um, I don't know if it's my bias because of what's happened or not. I don't because if it hadn't have happened, I I don't know, man. Because I I'm not sure about this heel turn. For this this gentleman, um, I I'm not sure I really buy it. Uh, it especially when it's like a Ric Flair knockoff. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm going for a Carter. Who isn't, right? Yeah, you know I I know what you're saying. Obviously, to me the most interesting thing about this match is that these two guys can fucking tear it up if they want to, and will they? You yeah. know, that's kind of a, it. And, um, you know, Shithead has never beat Okada. And he's been pitted well, against... Well, he's beat him in the G1, but he's never right. beat him yes. clean. thank you, yes. So, I'm sorry, that was the first time he had won, which is a big fucking deal. But, yeah, like you say, he's never beat him clean. He's been pitted against him since he's been in New Japan. Even when they were in chaos together, they were still kind of rivals. And so, this few... I think there were a couple of times where Osprey—I'm oh, nearly named uh, that man—held the junior title and Okada held the main title. So anniversary show, those two 
fought it out. So yeah, there is a bit of history of them having matches together, even though they're in this chaos. Right, and and we've seen some really good ones. So we'll see. Hopefully, it'll be good. Uh, at least we can get some enjoyment out of it from that. But uh, you know, like I said, uh, Okada being as bad as he's been this year and shithead being a shithead, it kind of makes it not very interesting, but that's okay. There's a million matches and there's so many more that I'm interested in, uh, including, you know, our big main event for night one. Oh, and isn't it big? This is like uh, protect your neck, the match, <laughs> you know, just put that Wu-Tang song on and make a video package. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's what you've got here. You've got the uh, IWGP Intercontinental Champion and the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, which is the same man, Tetsuya Naito, versus Kota Ibushi, who's, uh, they say here on the website, the G1 Climax winner. But uh, he doesn't have the briefcase. So Switchblade took it from him. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so... And Switchblade took it from him. and But uh, Naito was just like... Well, there's two nights of wrestling. I still want to wrestle this guy. That's what my that's what I'd planned on as soon as the G1 winner was announced. Like that's what I want. So yeah, night one, boom, Ibushi Naito. This match could go either way, but my prediction is the winner of this match will be the winner of night two as well. Yeah, that seems that seems. I I think it's just as likely for all three of these guys to win at the end. You know, and and that's one of the things that's pretty neat is that. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. I, either one could win. I mean, you got the story of Naito keeping, you know, the titles that he fucking, his whole career he was supposed to get years ago, and he finally got them kind of after the fact. Uh, you know, him losing the titles in this fashion uh, to evil and then getting them back, you know, over the time, it was just it was just something for him to do, obviously, and something to build evil. But now at this point, it's just... You know, you don't want to see that stuff get taken away from him because he's so sympathetic at this point, even though he's the giant asshole that he is, which I love. Abushi has more heat on him than anybody in New Japan right now because he's gotten his ass fucking kicked and stuff stolen from him out from under him, you know, uh, right and left. And so, you know, him winning at the end of the Wrestle Kingdom is the perfect hero story. However, you also got Jay White who is a former IWGP heavyweight champion and man, the belt looks really great on him and I sure would like to see him win it. And really he's kind of my favorite to win all this. If, if I could choose my heart says, uh, you know, says Jay white, but at the same time, who knows, man, it's going to be so fun to watch because, uh, for once I, I often, and I I'm not going to go on a big diatribe, but often I don't care who wins, you know? And, and that makes, watching wrestling problematic for me sometimes because sometimes I'm just I just don't give a fuck who wins and so because of that that's a big part of the match that is supposed to be exciting as a fan that I don't enjoy sometimes so in this case I absolutely care who wins and I have stakes in this and I can't wait to see yeah so like they could definitely easily take this opportunity to go you know what we're solidifying Naito and we're going to have him beat two major stars or that we could be like, you know what? He's won back to back G ones. Uh, he's uh, had his briefcase taken from him in in a real cheaty fashion. So they could easily take this as an opportunity to establish Kota Ibushi finally. I mean, um, we we all know he's a major star, but you know he still hasn't had that title, right? It's true. So 
I, I can, I could easily see, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that, uh, Stonecutters episode of the Simpsons and it's like, uh, we do, we do. So when I, when I look at like who wins this match, uh, I'm like, well, we do That's because fair. it's going to be fucking nuts. If, you, if you've uh, never they, seen a, uh, Ibushi Naito match, oh my God. they fucking go harder than anybody. It's insane. So. You, you, you'll feel like wearing a neck brace just watching them. You know, it's crazy, so They're, they're going to fucking kill each other, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, I want to see both of these men wrestle Jay White. <laughs> yeah. And that's not going to happen. God, Naito versus Jay White from last year's G1, uh, Wrestle Kingdom was one of my favorite matches of the year. And I know everybody liked Okada versus Ibushi more. I like them both. Uh, but, man, I just like the... Naito's selling in that match is some next level shit, and it's unbelievably good. I loved it. I love the I love the mind games that uh, Naito and Jay White have with each other as well. So that always tickles me. The leader of Bullet Club and the leader of uh, Lij just kind of uh, butting heads and and mixing it up. So there is uh, a couple things I want to mention in terms of their preview matches. Uh, so. They, uh, meaning Naito and Ibushi, took it in turn. Uh, they, they, all three took it in turn. So, like, one preview night, you've got uh, uh, Naito with Jay. Of course, there's other members. Of, you know, Ibushi, Sonata, Naito versus Togo, Evil, and Jay. That's night one. Then you've got uh, night two. You have Show Juice, and Kota versus Kenta, Jay, and Gato. So, you know, and then on night three, I think it was, yeah, uh, Ibushi with Naito. So you got all inter- iterations of uh, of the heavyweight uh, title match there, just kind of teasing all the possibilities, which I quite liked. Now, there was one weird thing. I mentioned this to you before the show. I never noticed it before, so I don't know if you've noticed it before, and I've just been a blind dickhead, which is <sighs> kind of stupid because, like, I'm doing a New Japan podcast. Surely I should be paying attention, right? But, uh <laughs> On, on night two, this was Show, Juice, and Kota versus Kenta, Jay, and Gato. They did this. Juice music hits, and Juice and Show come out. Then Kenta's music hits, and he comes out. Then Kota Ibushi's music hits, and he comes out, and then Jay and Gato come out. I'm like, wait, what? Why are you coming out one at a time like that? Usually you, you, one side comes out, then the other side comes out. What is that? Uh, that... That was kind of weird to me. Have you noticed them doing that more than once? Yeah, they've definitely done that in the past, uh, but in the recent past. And then, you know, the other thing that I notice is they're usually when they have a multi-man tag match, they just play whoever the top guy's music is and everybody just comes out. So, you know, if it's LIJ, they play Nido's music and all that, you know, but they, they do. I, I take that back with with LIJ. They do split it up. That was a bad example. Yeah. But, but, I know what you mean, though. But, like, if Chaos is coming out, they play Okada's music and everybody just walks out. But now they've been splitting that up a bunch and trying to, you know, and, and like, two guys will come out, then the rest of them will come out. And it's weird. I just kind of, I like the conciseness, slick presentation. And when they try to, like, change those kinds of things that I really like, and, and I don't like it. It sticks out to me, and I'm like, eh, I kind of like it the way it was. But that that's just my opinion. Um, I'm not sure what, if it means anything, but it's just something they're doing. That's a little different for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, another thing I really wanted to point out, and I'm going to cough, so sorry. All right. <laughs> if you didn't hear that, hey, use the button. <laughs> but, um, and I did hit the button, so yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I love the chemistry between Kenta and Jay White. I love it. I love seeing these two do heel stuff together. They're like the best They'll tag team the... ever, man. They are the best tag team ever. I love them. They will pick on young lions. Like Kenta will be like, "Hey, he looked at me," and Jay will be like, "What the fuck?" and go over there and punch <laughs> him or something. You know, they're they're they briefcase buddies, so they'll be like, "Hey, you got one too." <laughs> hey, look, he's mine. You know, stuff like that. Um, that and they're just really fun, and, and I find that they really play play each other off each other really well. And I also want to point out, I think it's one of these title mat, uh, preview matches. Yep, night one. This is really interesting to me because this was the first time they'd tagged together. And it was Bushi, Sonata, and Naito versus Dick Togo, Evil, and Jay White. And, yep, there's Jay and Evil together for the first time mm-hmm. tagging. Now, uh, you know, LIJ do the fist bump and then... Uh, the Bullet Club guys go to do the two sweet. Togo and Jay are right, and Gato, because Gato always comes out with Jay. They're right down there with the two sweet, and then Evil's got his hands high above his head, just hesitating a few moments. <laughs> then does the two sweet. So, yeah, I like Jay's uh, kind of uh, budding chemistry with Evil, and I look forward to seeing those two in multi man tags going down the line. But. Always my preference is uh, Jay and Kenta, just because um, it's they're hel- they're hilarious, but in a good way. Like they're not they're not trying to they they they're just so assholey and they've got great chemistry. And if they ever wanted to one day, maybe one day in the future, make them a tag team, uh, yeah, I'd kind of love that. I think it'd be only, awesome. <laughs> only if they're allowed to mop the floor with every single opponent. Just just destroy them and then that would be amazing. But maybe like, maybe that's why we never got Suzuki and uh Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, they just beat everybody e- easily, you know, but and you can't do that cuz New Japan doesn't bury guys typically. So uh No, because <laughs> no one would ever want to see Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. lose. And it's getting that way with the Techers. Yeah. But it's not. But it took a while for them to get to that place where we're like, "Oh, we love these guys. Don't break them up." But uh, you know, because at first I think I was like, "Really, these two? Why wouldn't you have Zack Saber Jr. and Suzuki?" Oh, never mind. They're really good together. So I'll shut up. Wait, yes. Um, well, one more thing, real quick, about all that is that we forgot to mention is the tremendous promos. Like, all these three of these guys have been cutting awesome promos. Obviously, we understand Jay White's a lot more because he speaks our language, but he's been amazing. And, like, every single one of these nights, he's cut some ridiculous promo. And at the top of the show, you heard that he claimed he's, it's his destino and he's going to be God. So, that yep. shit is awesome. He's just ripping on both of them. <laughs> and that's, excuse me, that's night one of... Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, I think it's going to be a, uh, it, it's going to be a good to great show, and uh, yeah. So you, know, I think everyone knows our opinions on uh, on the leader of the Laundry Guys, but if Akata decides to actually have a really good match, that match is going to be fucking tremendous. It's, it just is, whether you like the other guy or not. 
you know he's going to bring it to the ring. Whether Okada does or not, we don't know. Hopefully, yes, because it's bloody Wrestle Kingdom, right? So, yeah, it should be a pretty solid opening night. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Some really huge matches. And then, uh, yeah, you ready to talk a bit about night two? Yeah, and all right to top this off, I got a question for you, Luke. Are you familiar with Stardom? And if so, what is Stardom, and have you ever watched it? So I am familiar with Stardom. Um, I think for for a long time, and even still this day, Charity will bring it up, that she likes New Japan, but what she doesn't like about it is the lack of a women's division. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, well, I said to her, in Japan, they kind of, they kind of split wrestling. So you've got your men, men's organizations and you've got your women's organizations. So we actually tried stardom for a month and we liked it. But the reason we didn't keep going with it wasn't match quality or anything like that. The ladies were great. But I don't know if you you, – you, you, you remember this. All right. So remember when they how they used to do the best of Super Juniors? Uh, you wouldn't get every match live. And like maybe the next day after a Best of Super Juniors show would happen, you'd get the matches up on New Japan World, but they were all um, split. Yes. Yeah. Game one. So, game two. <laughs> yeah. So you couldn't just click on, uh, for, for example, night three of Best of Super Juniors and then watch it from start to finish. No. You'd have to click on, say, Rocky versus, I don't know, uh, show, for example. And then you'd have to... When that match is over, you'd have to click on Dowkey versus I don't know who I'm. I'm just pulling names out of a hat here, but that that was that was how they used to do um, the best of Super Juniors, and I, I guess it's because they don't do it now because like people are paying for it and they're getting good subscriptions and there's a demand for it, so they don't do it like that. But that's how Stardom was. Like each time there'd be a show, you could never watch it live. You'd always have to kind of wait for the matches to get uploaded, and then it'd be like just like split up like that. And <clears throat> part of the fun of watching wrestling, even if you like, there's nothing beats watching a show live. Nothing. It, it, it's because even if because you always have that feeling that anything can happen when it's live, even if nothing happens. Like there's always that that feeling that oh oh what's going to happen here if it's just split up like that and all that it just it just feels less personal and there's less uh, less feeling of immediacy to watch it that's kind of how we felt about stardom now if they were i don't know if they have so if any if they have done it if if excuse me if they have moved on to um showing live shows then uh, i think charity and i would be uh very much willing to give them another shot and and bunker down and watch some watch some stardom. But stardom is, I think, the biggest women's wrestling organization in Japan. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, but it feels like it's the most well known. And uh, yeah, it's all 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 lady matches. Uh, it's women's. It's a women's organization. It's pretty good. They've got some great wrestlers in there. And the opening match for night two, and unfortunately, it's a dark match because it would have been great advertising and amazing for us all to watch it, because I don't think there's anyone in the world who's like, uh, uh, oh, you know, I think everyone would rather watch that match than not watch it. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this is a dark match, which is a shame, because uh, it would be super fucking cool 
to uh, start night two of Wrestle Kingdom and his two badass ladies kicking the shit out of each other. And I think that would be awesome. So, unfortunately, it's a dark match. But they did this last year as well. They had to start a match as a dark match. And I was just as disappointed last year as I am this year that we don't get to watch it live. I'm sure I'm getting this wrong, but I, I think I'm right. Where Bushi Road is the owner of New Japan, and they're like a TV station, and they also own Stardom, I believe, and that's why this is happening. Um, I think you're right. I, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but um, I I think that I've often have a saying, you know, that there's no one in wrestling that bumps harder than like a great Joshi wrestler. And I think that's true. I really believe that. And um, stardom is full of those. They're full. It's full of amazing women pro wrestlers that kill themselves. And like, I mean, their bumps look so ridiculous. You know that thing? If you've watched WWE, you're familiar with that thing where you're like, oh my God, is Sasha Banks dead? That yeah. thing, you know, and, and, and that's kind of every bump in a stardom match, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I think they're dead. And so they do such a great job of selling and stuff. And, and their their offense looks so brutal. It's outstanding. Some of the best wrestlers um, in the world have come from stardom. And uh, you, you know who they are. You know, they're they're doing whatever bullshit in WWE now. So um, it's 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 a shame that their talent got raided or whatever, but that's what happened when you get a streaming service, I guess. So, uh, then, then, uh, you know, WWE can watch you, but I, I'm excited that this is happening. I would like to watch it, but I would recommend, um, stardom to anyone who likes pro wrestling. I think that it's, it's a lot of fun and everything I've seen from it. I like, so. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Uh, um, if you like seeing people in new Japan beat the shit out of each other, it's, just as good when the ladies do it too. So yeah, um, it, that's just Japan, really. You kind of have this expectation when you watch Japanese wrestling for it to be at a certain rate, and uh, the women kick ass in oh, yeah. stardom. There's no doubt about it. All right, so now we've, we we're moving on to a match that is pure speculation for, on our part, and will seem like a waste of time uh, after yeah. we record it because I don't think it's so. the. We, our speculation will seem like everyone listening will just be like, "Well, now we know who's no, in this match." Kid. I think it's pretty. Easy. <laughs> I think it's easy to guess who's going to be in this. You know, just my opinion. But right, so what is it? The King of Pro Wrestling twenty twenty one four way match. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a four way match in a similar way as the Jingu Stadium match was, except there's no uh, qualifying matches, which is what the Jingu match had. But I'm going to easily guess. It's a no-brainer. I mean, like, it, all right. So Yano's in this match, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And who else? Well, I think Fale will be in this match. I also, ah, I think Minoru, yes. I think Minoru Suzuki will be in this match, and Ooh. I think David Finley will be in this match. So that's that's who I think. I mean, there's a lot of other options. You know, obviously you got Pimpy out there. You got the, you know, the other Bullet Club guy that followed me on Twitter this week for some reason. And, uh, you know, you got, you got these other guys out there that, that could fill those spots, but I just, I don't know. I feel like that's the, that's the obvious match. Now, if Kojima doesn't get killed on night one, um, then he can be in this match, but if he gets killed by Kenta, you know, it's, it's not so good to have him in this match as far as like not selling the attack. So that's another possibility. I mean, who's some other guys you think that might be in it? Um, well, maybe Tenzan. 
There you go. But I think he will be busy with the junior tag title match, which we'll talk about very soon. Uh, I think Show could be in it. There you go. That's another one. Good call. Uh, if, if everyone remembers the four-way Jingu Stadium match, it's this King of Pro Wrestling isn't uh, worried about division, so it's kind of a never-open-weight style, even though it's you know a bit more fun and comedic than the never-open title stuff is. That's fine, because El Desperado was in that finals match. Uh, he even beat Satoshi Kojima, mind you. He, it was a, a it was a stipulation match, and he kind of goaded him into it. So it's, I, I like that. Dude, Desperado's story is now he can't win the big one, which is awesome. I love that as a story. So I'm I'm interested to see what happens next with him. But that it's pretty yeah. cool. So there's probably a few juniors that aren't doing a lot. So uh, for me, the big one is Show. So you can easily put Show in that match. And uh, I would definitely lap that up. Um, most oh Bushi as well. Um, Bushi doesn't yeah. have much going on, so you can easily put Bushi in that match. But then you've got that four man Rambo thing, so that might be a big junior thing. Like we don't know. So uh, I can't find I, I do anything want to about it either. So. Point out. Sorry, I'm going back to the heavyweight tag division, right? Just for a quick thing, because at the start of each match, God will do that pose with the, both the trophies. Jado will hold up the stick, and then uh, the first night, Chase got in on the photo, and the second night, Pimpy got in a, a little, almost too late. He kind of dived in, and it wasn't quite a Trinquilo pose, but he was lying <laughs> like that, and I thought that was really funny, and I want, really wanted to mention that on the show, because I did make note of it, but yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, like, that's the thing. There's four men. There's a lot of deserving people that you kind of want to see, but I think Farley's good a good choice so is finley and suzuki but uh if they want to change that with a bit of show action i'd love that too yeah okay. i forgot i forgot Many about others. show because so did new japan so yeah yeah hmm yeah yep sad face uh i uh, yeah I, i'm not sure they're 100 sure of what to do with show without yo but uh, i'm pretty sure show is show knows what to do without a yo yeah we've seen it it's pretty clear that you know they were supposed to be in the slot that way to the ass masters in so i mean oh yeah you know, that, that's yeah. clearly what was going to happen here so which is the next match to talk about yep so we got yoshinobu kanemaru and el desperado who are the junior tag champs versus way to the ass masters that's master wato <laughs> and rayusuke taguchi so uh, I did drop Tenzan's name in the, for the four-man thing, but we all know he's going to come out for this. It's a big match, and he's been coming out for Wato matches. I think this is Wato's first title match in New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Yeah. So I'm excited for him in, in, in that regard. Uh, yeah, I think this match will be a lot of fun. It does seem a little bit like a step down for El Desperado, but... Uh, I think what you need to do is just take that title off him, partner Kanemaru up with Dauki, and then, uh, you know, build El Despi up as your bad-ass junior for Suzuki-Goon because uh, that motherfucker is over-huge, and I think they need to capitalize on that. Correct, yeah. And, and uh, you know, that that's 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 where I'm at. He... This, <clears throat> There's, there are a lot of guys I don't mind them being in a tag team, but there's some guys I'm just like, yeah, you need to do other things because 
that's holding you back. And that's the same thing for fucking show, really. Uh, that's holding him back. By the way, I haven't seen it announced yet, so maybe they will announce it at some point, but I do not see, and you're probably like, good, but shut up. Uh, I do not see a never-open six-man no. match. So there's, there's no... There's no Ishii, I, there's no Goto, there's no fucking there's no Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi. Yeah. So maybe they'll be in that Rambo yeah. thing, or maybe they'll be involved in the King of Pro Wrestling. I don't know, man. Yep. I'm surprised that that belt, that those, well, I'm not surprised, because I don't like those belts, even after all the work that they did with them. You know, yeah. it's just, uh, I, I think that it's clear that once the other titles are around, the six-man belts don't matter anymore, so... Yeah, so if they don't do anything with those belts on Wrestle Kingdom, New Year's Dash, they'll probably have a match for those titles. So that's fair. Yeah, um, that but that's just for me there because I'm like, well, what's Ishii doing? Oh, he's in that six man group, uh, but you could put him in so many different slots here on Wrestle Kingdom, as well as Goto and Yoshihashi. I mean, like I know your opinions of them, but uh, Goto's pretty popular in Japan, so you never know. What do they and, know? Uh, what do they know in yeah. Japan? They eat like seaweed. So. <laughs> You know, which, I, you know, some important that we got to talk about. I mean, we're sitting here, we're talking about these other wrestlers and stuff, but there are listeners at home that are wondering, Luke, they're sitting there, they're frothing at the mouth. They're like, when is they going to, when are they going to answer the question that they asked last week? Was Desperado wrestling in the mask or not? Oh yeah. He was in the mask like an asshole. And I, I think it's perfect because everyone wants to see him without the mask now because of what happened in that match, and, you know, everyone's like, he's a secret hunk! But, uh, <laughs> I, I, but then again, uh, he's a heel, and you think a heel's going to give you what you want? No. Fuck you! Yeah, exactly. They did <laughs> that. is back on. It's just more stuff for him to be a shithead about. And, like, you were saying, you know, they typically do a lot of this kind of stuff in pro wrestling where, you know, a lot of your tag teams... Uh, will be a veteran with a younger guy. And like Desperado has been with Kanemaru for long enough now that you're right. It's time for him to move on. And way of the ass master is the exact same formula. So it's interesting yeah. to see these two, you know, kind of teams go up against each other. And it appears, it could be wrong, but it appears that Way to the Assmaster are kind of the sacrificial lambs here. Uh, however, that could be wrong. This could be Wado's first title uh, win and, and a way to kind of, you know, give him uh, some steam going into 2021. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe Wato just needs a couple of things to give him that extra kind of push to make, to give him a bit of confidence and all that kind of stuff. Cause I like him and I think he's got it in him to be fucking great. So if they, if they need to put a, a title on him for a little bit, why not? You know, why not put, why not have him tag with uh, Ryusuke Taguchi? And if he's got Tenzan and Taguchi with him, motherfucker's only going to get more experience and uh, all that kind of stuff too. So, uh, only upside there, in, in my opinion, for um, uh, you know, potential Master Wato in the future. I just remember what the Rambo thing is. I'm pretty sure it's not a match. Okay, it's that's the bodybuilding thing. So they do oh, this. The show's going to be in that, isn't right, it? Right. Yeah. So they they do oh. this thing where they have bodybuilders and and like Taguchi's in that. So it doesn't mean you can't wrestle. And Tanahashi's in it too and stuff. It's very silly. And I hope I don't have to watch it. Yeah, okay, that's what the... Right. Well, um... Sorry to kill anyway. all the steam of the show, but uh, uh, 
But this is exciting. I mean, the next match we're going to talk about is one of the ones I want to talk about the most. Yes, me too. So, are you predicting an Ask Masters win, or do you think it's going to be a comfortable third defense for Suzuki Goon? Yeah, I think Suzuki Goon will win. Yep. Oh, man. Second night. Part of me wanted him to fight Finley one night and Cobb the next. I don't know, because I just want more never action. It's the never open championship match. It's the bad motherfucker title. And you've got two bad motherfuckers who want to fight over it. And that's Shingo Takagi and Jeff Cobb. Um, I think we all agreed. Well, we all agreed. Agreed. It's just the fucking two of us. I think we both agreed that (laughs) Cobb needed something a little more. And they've given him that little more. Whether we agree with the, there being an empire or nothing like that. I think it's cool that he's in a faction now. He's a big, tough man that throws motherfuckers around. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think this match, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be a knockdown, drag out, lariat suplex fest, and that to me sounds like uh, a dream match because I love lariat suplex flex fests, flexes, uh, fests. Yes, uh, if you've, if anyone has ever followed me on the Tweety. Uh, either at Grumpy2 or on the Never Open pod, you'll see me just throw out sometimes, like, I love suplexes. What a German suplex. Oh, my God, look at that suplex. This is a suplex fest. I love it. So, yes, this match, they're going to throw each other around, probably cob a little more than Shingo, but they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Uh, I am biased, of course, because Shingo is one of my guys. He's up high for me like uh, like a Jay White is. So uh, uh, I'm biased. I want Shingo to win. However, if Cobb beats the crap out of Shingo and uh, wins the Never Open title, you know what? I'm not going to be disappointed. I think he's a big, tough, brutish guy. Uh, it's the first title shot that the Empire have had. So that's that's pretty big. So I'm... It's tough. Like, yes, I want Shingo to win, but... I'm not, yeah, I guess I'm, just, I'm not going to be disappointed if it goes the other way. So, yeah, I think this is going to be great stuff. What do you think? This has the potential to be kind of the dark horse, like, wow, that match was crazy good. Like, yeah. you know, the one that, of course, isn't going to be, like, as good as one of these heavyweight title matches, but it's going to be never as fuck in ways that oh, we yes. don't really understand yet. And so, you know, the never title is our patron saint title because it's something we bonded over, uh, you know, over the years. Me and Luke love the uh, never open style, which is kind of the strong style belt, so to speak. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we really enjoy that style. These two guys are going to, I mean, they've done amazing stuff in the build to it as far as like working together. You know, in in, um, World Tag League, whenever Shingo and and, uh, Cobb were across from each other, they were doing amazing shit. On night two of the build, they did amazing shit. And so I can't wait to see what they do. And, you know, this match holds special meaning for me because, you know, like I said, this is our shit. And so, like, I have kind of special stake, I'm sure you two, you know, in that belt, Um, you know, and we love Shingo and that's another thing we bonded over and we've both been rooting for Jeff Cobb to get 
that character stuff there. I mean, we both like him. We we both like watched uh, you know, Lucha Underground at the same time and we we loved Matanza and saw the amazing things they were able to do through great booking with him. And so, yeah. you know, now they have an opportunity to kind of do that. Now, it does worry me a little bit because there is a former uh, Gaijin wrestler from Canada who was kind of in this spot. And uh, he got canceled, so I can't say his name. But uh, he is kind of the same dude in a lot of ways as Jeff Cobb, uh, just kind of a big, strong guy. And so I, you know, I kind of am a, and, and that guy never got, you know, he won I, the, the Intercontinental Championship one time, I think. But other than that, he really didn't do much in New Japan. So I'm kind of worried that, Cobb's just there to lose. And I don't want that to be the case. I want I want him there to get over. That's what I want him to do. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking too. Even if Cobb loses, uh, I'm hoping that this will be – this is a big stage. It's for a title. Uh, I think both men are going to bring it. Shingo always brings it, of course. And I've seen Cobb have absolute bangers. Like he, I, I enjoyed his G1 run. Uh, but I th- – look – as, as much as I'm a little down on uh, laundry guys and stuff, uh, I want I want to see something from Jeff Cobb, and I reckon we will we'll get that for sure because we know he can hit that gear, dude. And I want to see something from Okan. So, look, we might not like the leader of that group, but uh, I think we can both agree we want the other members of that group to do well because um, their leader should not reflect on those two men because uh, they didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Luke, I don't. So, I don't want them to just do well. I want them to outshine that motherfucker. That's what I want. Yes, yes. Oh my god, that's a great point. Yeah, uh, this this match is gonna be a fucking banger. Look, are there more important titles in New Japan? Of course there is. But as you said, this is the title we bonded over. This is the title we named our show over. So you're damn right that we're excited for a fucking never open title match. And between these two. It's going to be off the fucking charts. Uh, and the thing is, never open title matches are typically under 20 minutes, so this will probably be the same, which means they'll probably squeeze a lot of strong style <laughs> into that time frame. Look, it's a 60-minute time limit match, but none of these matches usually go for 60 minutes because they'll save those, those times for uh, the title matches that they deem uh, titles that they deem uh, more important, which is, uh, you know, they're wrong, but, you know, that's just our bias. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke, we're not the only ones that are excited about the Never Open Belt. You know, our listeners are excited, and as uh, we stated earlier in the show, you can send uh, emails or voicemails, which is what we, I don't know, I like this, it's kind of fun, uh, to neveropenpod at gmail.com, and we got a voicemail this week uh, from one of our listeners. Uh, she has a question for us. Are you ready to hear this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, this is Jay from Twitter. Uh, just had a quick question. How would you book a never open style tournament similar to Best of Super Juniors? Thanks. Oh. <laughs> so Fuck. so Luke just That's a short one. Just his pants. I remember her tweeting that she was a bit worried about her voice. Well, Jay, you don't have to worry. You sound fine. It, it, very coherent. We don't, yeah, you don't need to worry about any of that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's perfect. You, yeah, there's worse. There's worse things than the sound of your voice, and it's the sound of our voices. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that's a that's a fucking awesome question. That actually, wow, they would never do that. But uh, never. Uh, but because um, I think they'd rather just concentrate on having titles, uh, tournaments for the major titles. But holy shit, can you imagine that? 
it's just a tournament with the never guy. You got like who who would you put in it for starters? Like obviously Shingo, Jeff Cobb, of course, Ishii, Suzuki, Minaro Suzuki. Yeah. Um, it's a never open Desperado. tournament. So yeah, El Desperado show. show. Uh, oh my god, yes, yeah. Uh, th- I love this question actually because uh, you, you don't just have yeah, and I know you're gonna dis no you fuck you Goto. <laughs> Would have to be in this as well, dude. I'm sorry. You feel I know how you feel about him, but he's pretty never, and he can he can bring it in those kind he's, of style matches. All never. So yes, he's all never. Him too. Um, maybe even a couple of guys that you might not even see as your major never guys. I'd put in it like I'd put a juice in that maybe, or sure. even a David Finley just to go. All right, why not? Let's see how you can go. Uh, if you need a couple guys to lose, uh, chuck in. I don't know, Suji, <laughs> Ushihashi or uh, or Suji. or a, or a Daoki or something, but man, or oh yeah, you definitely have Togi Makabe in this as well. Hanma, Hanma could lose a bunch of matches, you know. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have a couple guys in there to lose. That's just how tournament these kind of tournaments work. I'm assuming Jay. Oh yeah, because she did say best of Suji, so she means like a a round robin style. I would keep it at one bracket. Yeah. Uh, so ten guys, I would say. Um, I'd probably make it a bit heavyweight, he- top heavy in terms of uh, the Never guys, but I'd definitely put uh, high on that list of people in that. I'd put El Desperado and Show in that because I think oh, they just fucking flourish and something like that. I really do. Um, how I'd book it? Whoa. All right. Shit. Shingo wins? I mean, I... <laughs> only if he's not the champion. Yeah, I... because the champions really win this. Uh, I, I I don't know how I'd book it, Jay, but uh, the fact that you've put this idea in my head makes me really wish that I could just sit back and just watch it. <laughs> so so damn you for giving me the, uh, uh, such a great idea because or not giving me but you know suggesting such an amazing idea because I don't think we'll get shit. I know I know he's a big shot these days, but I, uh, and but you know Kota Ibushi would be great. In, oh fuck. Yeah. You know, I'd even put Great Khan in it just so we could kind of see more of his kind of style and stuff as well and see him mesh with other wrestlers. This is, Tai Chi would yeah, be in this tai too. Tai Chi, no shit. Tai Chi was great now. Oh, good fact, in matches. So. In fact, there's your winner. Boom. There you go. Uh, you know, he, he's had the title twice, but they've been relatively short runs. Cobb's had the title once, but that was also a short one. Never open title has been plagued with people who have won the title and failed their first defense. Uh, uh, Osprey's one of those guys, I think. Uh, fucking um, Cobb, uh, Suzuki in his second run just recently. Uh, the Evil was a one and done, um, which kind of annoys me because I like seeing decent reigns and I don't like the idea of our golden belt. Mr. Andy being hot-shotted around, but, uh, you know, and that's why I like the stability that Shingo brings to the division because he's someone you want to see wrestle all the Never Guys all the time, and I think he's kind of the king, top dog of the division at the moment. Uh, I'd say, I'd maybe say he's the Hiromu of the division. Like, there are other great Never 
style wrestlers in that never division, but he is he's the top dog. He's the most over, and he's the one you want to see pumping bomber suplex the most. So, oh man, I'm excited. Can this be a thing? Okay, well yeah, yeah, I'm gonna help you. All right, so this I, I hate to tell you this, and and, I, and I'm telling our listener Jay, I'm telling you this cannot be a round robin tournament because they'd all die. So you can't do that. <laughs> they, they would all just die by so the true. end. So. Um, so that's not going to happen, but I think an eight man, like one or two night tournament could be a thing, uh, that could work. And, uh, you know, and I have a name for this tournament. It's going to be called the NAF, uh, you know, tournament, the never as fuck tournament and whoever is never as fuck more than the other person is going to win. And so, you know, we told all the, I told you about all the people that, you know, could be in it. And, and here's a way to bring a little bit of uh chutzpah to this tournament is that uh, a surprise, a replacement for an injured wrestler uh, is, in fact, John Moxley, who enters the tournament. And oh. he, he does lose. He does lose, like, in the semifinals, but he's there, and he loses to the eventual winner. So there you go. There's another little wrinkle to throw in there. Um, but we have some great ideas, and this could be something that could work. My only issue is this. is The yeah. other reason why this tournament can't happen is because enough with the tournaments, New Japan, okay? Just uh, let's take it easy with the tournaments. We had, like, 18 of them in the past years so. uh, i think i think in the last year it's especially more glaring because they had 110 days off and now we've got to cram all our fucking tournaments in i'm like oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah all right well, and then they good. made oh, up tournaments man. and stuff and they had the king of pro wrestling tournament they had the six-man tournament they had so many tournaments so. yeah um in fact i could be wrong but i believe the opening uh or the first Never champion Masato Tanaka did win that that championship in, in a tournament. So um, yeah, if, ran Robin. yeah, so there there was a, a tournament originally. Um, if you don't know about that, then go back. I she said she's been listening to the old episodes, so all that information is back there somewhere. So yeah, she knows a lot of this so, stuff. She, good good voicemail, you know that was good. Yeah, um, do do that again. Yeah, please, because uh, that was really good question and uh, and um, I kind of love you for that question because it just sparked my imagination. And then I also hate you for that question because I don't think they do that. So <laughs> and it makes me really want it all the more. So yes. Uh, yeah. Give us another voicemail. That was really good. Please. All right. So yeah. Oh man. Fuck. I'm really excited about that. Pro- uh, yeah. <laughs> Back to but Wrestle yes. Kingdom. <laughs> I, I'm totally excited for that, but I also see your point of really another tournament. Yeah, to- <laughs> Look, also, what they and I also like the idea of that kind of tournament because I know in the New Japan Cup this year we did have uh, juniors mixing with heavyweights because you had to because depleted roster, COVID, all that kind of shit. But this one you could legitimately have, you know, both sides, uh, both divisions in this because it's never open weight, and I think it would be awesome. Now have at least one junior make it to the semis mm-hmm. and maybe even the final will win if you if you want to go that way, but have at least one of them make it really far. Uh, at least. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> shall we move shall we move on? Yes, sir. Alright, so next we've got a kind of a grudge match which feels both weird and earned at the same time. Uh, we've got Sonata versus Evil in a special fucking grudge match. Part of me wishes that these two are fighting in a cage, but I don't think New Japan really does those kinds of matches. But I'm thinking if these two want to beat the shit out of each other and they hate each other and they've snapped, uh, put a cage around them. So uh, 
but they're not doing that. It's a special singles match. It's still going to be awesome. Uh, if you saw their G1 match, I disagreed with who won, but I still thought the match was great. So, you, yeah, Sonata and Evil. That's part of why I think this build is uh, a little weird. Um, do I want this match again? Fuck yeah, I do. Hell yeah. And on the biggest stage of them all? Yeah, do it. But Sonata's already won. He's already beaten Evil. And so that takes a little bit away from it for me. Not to the point where I don't want to see it. Of course I do. But so the storyline that they've been building is Sonata has snapped and he wants some revenge on Evil. And I'm thinking to myself, you got that already. Uh, so there is that. Which So you then could have, I guess, Evil winning because maybe you want to keep him strong. And you've already had Sonata beat him in the G1 to win B block. So you could either, always go that route. But it's, it is Wrestle Kingdom. So sometimes you want to have your good guys win. So I can see this one going either way, but what I do know for sure is they'll be cheating shenanigans, but uh, I do think these two will beat the shit out of each other and be awesome. This is another test for evil. You know, um, we talked about when we first started the show about evil's kind of rise to power as a main eventer, and then of course that those dreams got dashed right away uh, because, you know, it was just a short story. And so the story with Sonata... I don't think is wrapped up and I understand, mm -hmm. you know what you're saying about him losing in the G one to Sonata and all that. But I just feel like that this is not wrapped up yet. And it was great to see Sonata finally show emotion because he never yeah. does. Yeah. You know, he never does. And so this is some character development for him that we've never seen before. And I'm interested to see what that's going to like, how that's going to manifest in a match. And this match is a mystery to me as far as like how they're going to handle that. You know, I'm very interested to see how it works out, and I have a feeling this one will be a surprise as far as the format of the match and the way that it's booked. Just my opinion. Yeah. Well, we all know that Dick Togo is going to come out with evil, so there's going to be that part of it too. I mean, <clears throat> if Bushi isn't in a match, you can always have Bushi come in to take out Togo, which should be fine. Um, I think you're right. There is still a bit of beef between them because you you got to remember everyone, these two won World Tag League twice in a row. Uh, they've been heavyweight tag champs together. They were thick as thieves, besties in LIJ. And Evil's just like, yeah, fuck off. I'm, I'm ball club now, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, I can, I can easily see, like, they do kind of need a blow-off match, which made me feel like it, they needed to raise the stakes just that little bit and maybe put it in a cage or something or... Okay, Just, uh, I have to I have to jump in here real quick. Okay, so the Rambo thing isn't the the um, the bodybuilding thing. So I was wrong about that. I'm sorry. The fuck is it? I don't know because they've already announced the people that are going to be in that, and so that can't be the same thing. That's called something else. I don't know why I got them confused. I apologize. I just hate being wrong on here, which we do on I I do on occasion. So I apologize. I don't know what Rambo is, but hopefully it involves machine guns and headbands. That'd be cool. All right. So Luke has left the building, it sounds like. I'm not sure. Are you still there? Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry, I pressed the mute button and I didn't <laughs> unpress it. Um, what I was saying is I can't see who's in this match. Who's in this match? The it doesn't Rambo say. Is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't say. So I don't know. I, I just fucked up and I wanted to correct myself before we ended the recording and then I listened to it later and been like, oh, I was wrong. I'm an idiot. So. I do that all the time. I'm listening to it back. I'm like, yep, that was wrong. Yep, <laughs> I fucked up there. 
And I'm like, well, yeah, we aren't perfect. Yeah. There's a lot of information we got to get out, and we are not authorities on uh, New Japan or pro wrestling in general. Uh, we have our opinions. We're just fans talking about it. And if you want to talk about it with us, you know, let us know. Yep. If you want those details at the top of the show, or maybe a little further in this time, because we did crap on a bit, but yeah, you can you know how to contact us. But yeah, um, I think it'd be a good match. Uh, I I could easily imagine one of these two bleeding in this match. I hope so, man. I, you know, we're I think gonna, this needs a bit of color. I think yeah, we're does. we're gonna talk about a uh, you know we're doing match recommendations today, and we got a couple of matches to talk about, and one of them had some color in it. And oh, yeah. uh, it really added to the match. I really enjoy blood when it's used properly. I don't want to see it all the time, but when it comes no, out, either. it's fucking awesome. Yeah. So that could be a Dark Horse match too, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, Sonata Evil. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so the next match we have is a little speculatory because, oh, come on. Hiromi's winning first night, right? Come on. So, Jeez, that would be... It'd be upsetting if he lost, and and I'd be extra pissed because I just you know El Fantasmo, who did he beat to get to this point? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, no offense to the guys he beat, but I mean they're kind of nobodies in New Japan. So you know, it's not like he had an you know this this um, Super J Cup win has a giant asterisk next to it in my opinion, which is great for a heel. You know, yeah, it's, it's just perfect I, for Elvin Tasma, yeah. It's just, you know, logic dictates that Hiromu's got to win this, but we'll see what happens. You know, his opponent is obviously the, or whoever's opponent will be the, you know, the current champ, Taiji Ishimori, who's been a pretty good uh, uh, junior champ. And I want to see more flippy stuff from Ishimori. If you watch stuff from his earlier career, it is the flippiest of the flippy. I mean, he makes Michinoku Pro look like they're they need you know like they're going slow. And so I want to see some more of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, some more of the like Dragon Lee versus uh, Hiromu type stuff. More more Lucha stuff from him. Yeah, uh, I think we, I think uh, if there's ever a time for for Ishimori to pull out a lot of that shit, it's definitely going to be Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah, it, that's going to be fucking. Fantastic stuff. Uh, whereas we said the previous two matches could be dark horse picks of like the best. Uh, I think we kind of expect Ishimori versus Hiromu to be an absolute banger. I can't imagine them not putting on a. I can't imagine them putting on anything lackluster. But uh, I, I can easily see Ishimori having watched uh, El Desperado versus Hiromu and going, "Yeah, I got to top that." No shit, he's got to step it up. It's time. Hell yeah. You got, like, I know it's the recency effect, but that's got to be one of my favorite 2020 matches, hands down. So, Ishimori, I think he can, I think he can do that. I think he can uh, pull out five, uh, five gear, fifth gear, and uh, we'll see him fucking rock. Well, uh, I guess so. this, this is as good as time as any to make a big announcement. You know, from now on, on this show, we're going to be doing lists. Uh, we're going to have match of the year lists. We're going to do star ratings. And, uh, what? And, and, oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're switching our format to all lists, all star ratings. And, and I can't wait. It's going to be the best. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Just kidding. No, no, we're not. I just, whenever someone says match of the year or something like that, I always just think that <laughs> because like, yeah. you know, most podcasts at the end of the year, they do this like end of year wrap up and it's just all argument fodder. And it's, I don't know. You can't like, 
if I picked a match of the year, it might be fucking um, ZSJ versus Yano. You know, that's the one of the ones that brought me the most joy. And no one's going to agree with that. So, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, having those conversations is kind of pointless sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> not how we roll. Like, it's not. we don't want to sit there and go, all right, this is how much this... Like, I think I think d- doing the star ratings, I don't know. It, it's, it just... It is argument fodder, and I think, uh, man, a, a, a three-star match is still like that's three. That's still good. Like I don't, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> you see how boring this I don't is? like them. It's, it's, it's. You see how boring it, this is. It's because everyone's got different standards and different tastes, and as I love me some Yano as well. In fact, uh, there is one match that we will cover properly very soon that happened in this block of, uh, road to shows. Oh yes. So we, we haven't forgotten everyone. Uh, yes, I know we've been a little fast and loose with the, the format because we usually go, you know, match by match by match. We're going to do that for one, one match, which was happened on night three, of course, which will be Farley versus, uh, Yano for the trophy. But I don't know, man. Well, it's just, yeah, all, at the end of the day, it's enough for me to go, I enjoyed that. Right, yes. What else needs to be said, you know, other than why you enjoyed it? That's it, you know? Yeah. I, whether it's a ha-ha-ha funny match or a, you know, match where they want to freaking beat the shit out of each other. It's As long as it's I find it enjoyable, then, yeah, it doesn't need any fucking stars. But, yeah, I don't know. So who- I haven't... So who's in so this the, main event the, here on night two of Wrestle Kingdom? And then we got to talk about uh, the Kapow, and then we got to talk about match recommendations. And we're already we two hours in, Luke. Longest oh, episode ever. Well, we were excited to to do this. So I I, I, I easily imagined us having a, a bit of a chin wag. So <laughs> absolutely. Our, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fuck yeah. Especially since we're being a bit fast and loose and chatty. So yes, we, we will have uh, whoever wins out of, Naito and Ibushi facing Jay White. Now expect the winner of Naito and Ibushi to be severely hurt. Not, not. I don't mean in kayfabe, like they're actually fucking injured. Uh, but I mean like in story, they're going to be probably taped up, you know, around the neck or something like that. Uh, I can easily imagine. I can easily, you know how you said um, to the ELP match, uh, someone, someone might come out and, Ishimura might come out and they might both fuck up Hiromu. Right. I can easily see Switchblade doing that on night one. Mm-hmm. Just coming out and uh, laying in a further beating post-match. Just, well, he to, keeps, he keeps saying... just to make it look more insurmountable that uh, like Jay White, oh, he's going to win for sure. And right. get people to come in and go, oh man, how's this good guy going to beat Jay White? Because he's rested, he's ready to go. And this other guy just had a neck-breaking fucking banger previous night. How is that going to play out? So I can easily expect, uh, think of something like that happening as well. Um, I can imagine it's Jay White. There might be a run-in or two. but Well, if you paid attention, Jay White continually is pulling a Zack Sabre Jr. and saying things like, I'm just going to relax on night one. I got nothing to do on night one. You guys got to wrestle each other, but I don't have to. So, I mean, you know, him showing up on night one is almost like a guarantee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Either to go, oh, you've just had that match and you're all broken and busted up. I've got the briefcase. I'll see you tomorrow, dickhead. And that could be it. Or he could come in and go, oh, you're all injured and shit. 
Oh, well, here, let me help you. <laughs> kick, kick, Blade Runner, stomp. <laughs> That's a fact right there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so with those last two matches on night two, it's a little speculatory. There's probably less speculation involved with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, but there's definitely uh, a lot more ways where th- things can go with... Uh, the heavyweight scene, and I like that it's just concentrated on three men rather than four. Um, I, I kind of like that Okada's having uh, everyone. I guess apart from Okada, not many people seem to mind that Okada's having a break from the main title. <laughs> <and stuff>. uh, <laughs> well, you seem to mind. You're all pissed off about it all the time, but uh, I, I like that Jay White is the final boss here. I love yes. it. I love that he's the guy waiting. He's the guy who's like, you know, we're, we're doing things on his time. I, I love that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, man. I think we've run through both nights, huh? Holy well, shit. you know, and, and obviously, you know, this match will be awesome. No matter who he faces, it'll be fantastic and it'll be worth it. And it'll be at the end of two days of just like insane amounts of wrestling. But, uh, you know, we had that King of Pro Wrestling um, defense and the idea with that trophy is that uh, the the person who wins it at the beginning of the year then has to mm-hmm. defend it throughout the year. And it can change hands, but whoever ends up with it at the end of the year, he is that year's king of pro wrestling. So the 2020 year will always be remembered for one thing and one thing only. <laughs> and that is that Toriyano won king of pro wrestling and defended it throughout the year. So he is the in- inaugural king of pro wrestling or as we like to call it kapow it's the kapow chan yeah so we had on night three right up excuse me right after the break we had toriano king of pro wrestling versus bad luck Fale. and until the match started i had no fucking idea what the rules were to this match none <laughs> it was so it was built and, as a... and because this is i've copy and pasted oh you got it okay. exactly they announced it it's, they called it a body slam or last corner pad match. I'm like, well, wait, wouldn't one of them be uh, sit by the other? I don't, I don't know. So I was like, well, what does that mean? You just got a body slam him to win? Yes. But what's last corner pad match mean? I guess I could have delved into it a little deeper and figured it out. But I was just like, well, no, I, I shouldn't have to go into some fucking website to delve deep into this, even though it's a Japanese organization. Come on, I should be able to. Yeah, but I had no idea what the fuck to expect with this. But this match is just such a joy. I loved it. And I and you can love a match like this, and you can also love a match between Shingo and Suzuki. Like it's apples and oranges, man. You can you can you can why well, not both? Do 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 you know the the Taka girl. There it there it is. I still haven't figured out a way to kind of bring in some next gen, but that's all right. We'll, we'll figure it there. out. We've we'll got plenty there. of time. <laughs> so it's a body slam match but yes you've got to body slam your person the other person to win so Farley has the advantage there or the last corner or or you could win by taking all four corner pads off that's fucking so, stupid by the way oh totally but they, but they they made it work in the match which is pretty neat oh hell yeah they made it work because I had a lot of fun with it Yano comes on with some kind of backpack looking fucking thing on his back and Farley goes to kind of body slam him, but can't. And then it turns out that there's a bag of sand in Yano's backpack. <laughs> and it gets pulled out and stuff. And I'm thinking, 
I really hope that bag comes back into it in the match. Oh boy, howdy. It Chump creates up. what I might say, Mr. Andy, Mr. Guy, is my favorite chump bump of all fucking time. <laughs> and it's when Toriyanu throws the bag of sand, it lands on Chumpy's chest, he catches it, he lands. He's stuck on the ground because he can't get the heavy bag of sand off his chest. And I thought, uh, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, I love you, Marty Asami. That is the best chump bump I, I could think. I, I I couldn't even think of that chump bump. Like, that's just, a... yes. So I I was in tears. <laughs> I was in fucking tears. Then he picks up the fucking sandbag to take out Chase Owens. Chase Owens has been helping Farley by, like, uh, uh, Yano's going to undo one of the corner pads and so Chase goes up to tie it up in weird nuts and shit so he can't get it off because if he can't get the corner pads off all the advantage goes to Farley because it's easier for him to body slam motherfuckers than it is for them to body slam him but uh, eventually Yano he does the impossible he out Hogan's Hogan and he, he, he body slams bad luck Farley to be the first king of pro wrestling uh, winner, trophy holder. Uh, I uh, I just had a lot of good fun. Like, Farley's really good big man in a serious match, but he's a really good foil for a really fun, stupid, dumb, idiotic comedy match. (laughs) You're right. And I say those things, even though I just say, like, I fucking love this match. It's great. You're right. I mean, like that's that's perfectly said. He he's really got the entertainment part of wrestling down, uh, meaning Fale, and obviously Yano's the man. I thought this was fun. You know, you expect in a match like this that Yano's going to go to the tape and he's going to you know go to some of his tried and true things, but he came up with something completely different, which is what I wanted to see from him. So I, you know, this is fantastic and it's a fun little mini story just like the the six man uh, never championships and and stuff like that to kind of get us through these road two shows so that there's something important going on and you know and maybe it earned you uh Fale a spot in that uh king of pro wrestling match maybe not yeah. we'll see what happens with that i'm sure that'll be announced the second we stop recording and um <clears throat> i just thought it was so much fun i love both those guys and i'm excited whenever Fale is involved in things because sometimes he gets pushed to the side and really doesn't get much to do other than stand there and look tough. And so when he actually gets stuff to do, he always shines. And I think he's great. So I think so too. Um, every time I've seen, uh, they've, they've taken a direction with Fale, he's always picked that ball up and run with it no matter what it's been. And he's always entertaining. And that's the thing. Like, when you, if you want to be one of those motherfuckers who do your star ratings and matches of the year and stuff, I doubt Farley will probably make your top 20 list. But I don't give a shit because he consistently makes me happy by being a fun character and a really good big man. And I see him come out and I'm like, yep, this is going to be fun and I'm going to enjoy it. And most of the time, yeah, I do. So I'd, I'd, I'd love that. And I, I like the idea of this. Because you can take the King of Pro, the Kapow trophy and you could continually do just this stupid, goofy shit. And I will love it because it gives Yano new, creative, and interesting ways to be Yano. Or you could totally go a different direction with this and have someone like Suzuki win 
and he's turned his pick is a submission match and i'm like whoa so you can always go the opposite direction with this you can always keep it this fun low-key style which please do i really like it <laughs> even you could even bring uh ryusuke Taguchi in the mix eventually and i think imagine this a kapow match Taguchi versus yano oh, oh my god like you, you could take it to the goofy extreme and just have a ball and just have a silly fun time with it or you can decide you know what let's just have a badass heel have this for a little bit and then have some trophy matches that are a little bit more violent. So you can go all sorts of different directions with this silly gimmick kind of trophy. And yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I don't, I don't need to see, as you say, like, I don't like continuous bangers where they're all having awesome matches can be exhausting. And sometimes you just need to have a couple goofy guys just go, I'm going to body slam you to win. No, I'm going to body slam you. Yeah, well, I'm going to take the corner pads off. Like, yeah, I, I love it. Yes. It was a lot of fun, man. And, you know, it was a bright spot in, no offense to those shows, but I was very disinterested in the Road 2 shows other than a few matches here and there that were really good. Mostly the main event mm-hmm. matches were awesome. But it was a, a bright spot in a vast land of uh, of house showy stuff. So yeah, you know, uh, so I, I, I was very much more interested in that than I was anything else, uh, other than like I said, kind of the main event and anything with Lij was really good on those shows. But but uh, yeah, man. So that's kind of our preview for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, holy shit. It's just in a week or two. So we're going to have a little space in recording and then we're going to have a giant sized Wrestle Kingdom episode. And I would uh, if you've listened to us for this this much today, you know, if you listen for over two hours to us, talk about uh, New Japan. Thank you, by the way. Yeah. First of all, we love you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. You know, tell a friend, you know, Uh, I think that the Wrestle Kingdom, I mean, we don't. We don't sit here and, and talk about how many people are listening to the show and stuff like that. We don't really care that much. We're just kind of doing this fun thing. And if people listen, great. If they don't, who cares? But it, it's an opportunity for us to kind of reach a bigger audience here because there will be people searching uh, Wrestle Kingdom, you know, in their phone apps looking for podcasts about it. So hopefully some new people will find us. Tell a friend, you know, uh, if you find someone who's interested in New Japan and we'll make you love it as much as we do. And that's kind of our promise to you uh, as a listener. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's been a great year, Luke. You know, this part has been great. You know, obviously yeah, I know exactly. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. This part, <laughs> this part of my life has been awesome. And I appreciate it. And thank you to the listeners and you for everything. But uh, I don't know. That's that's my little spiel on that. Yep. And we're not 100% done. No. Because Lukey Boy watched his match recommends. Uh, I saved one for Christmas night because I knew uh, it was yesterday for me. Uh, so I knew I was having Christmas lunch and Christmas dinner. I was going to be full. And I was going to need to at least chill out for half an hour. And I would like pour myself a nice glass of scotch, put this match on. Can we do my match first? I Please. think I've kind of segued into it. Please. All right. So uh, I chose, look, I, I did the dirty again, Mr. Andy, and I didn't watch this match before I chose it. I chose it blindly because it's 
you have to, I think you'd have to try really hard to find a shit AJ Styles match, and I think you'd also have to try really hard to find a shit Naito match. You'd, you'd have to go into the depths of New Japan to kind of find something they did for the company that was um, less than really good, right? So on a lark, my first thing I typed in was AJ Styles versus Ishii. I was like, did they ever wrestle? No. That's a Gutted. Shame. Absolutely fucking gutted. And then I thought, AJ Styles versus Naito? Surely that happened. Yes, it did. They had three singles matches. And I was like, well, which one do I choose? Fuck that. I'm going in order. So, yes, you now know my next two choices. <laughs> uh, I'm, I was tempted to take a break for my next pick and pick AJ versus another New Japan staple. But I might stick with the, this trilogy just for a little while because I'm really fascinated to see how this goes. I chose... AJ Styles versus Tetsuya Naito from the 2014 G1. If you just type in Naito and just type in the words Naito, AJ Styles, don't put a versus in there. Don't put one-on-one. Just type in Naito space AJ Styles. Enter. This is on New Japan World. And then go to their first singles match, and it'll be this match. It's... uh, it's awesome. Uh, I thought match was going to go one way, but it went another. Uh, you've got your champion, which is AJ Styles, and then you've got uh, Tetsuya Naito with a bandaged head. I don't know what led up to that. I assume in a previous match or something like that, he got fucking busted. But uh, I saw that, and I was just like, AJ's going to go for that, and this is going to make this match uh, pretty damn good. And thankfully... <laughs> Uh, I hope you agree. I was right. Um, AJ Styles goes goes for the head, and at one point he's he's laying his elbows into Naito's head, and Naito's bandaged bandaid or bandages off, and he's fucking bleeding, and he's using the elbows, and the ref's getting in, and AJ's face is like, "What? I'm not punching him. Elbows, it's legal, aren't they? Aren't they, ref?" And the ref's like, "Yep, it's yeah, ti- that's what I thought." Tiger Bang. Hattori too. It's Tiger Hattori. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, for a lot of this match, it's AJ Styles beating the shit out of Naito, and Naito's a busted up mess. And then, of course, you get Naito coming back with some offense, only to be smacked back down. Uh, there's a tease of a Super Styles clash off the ropes, which uh, doesn't quite happen. Uh, Naito, see, I thought it would go one way because uh, I thought uh, the champ would win, but uh, I don't remember what. This old finishing move is called, Mr. Andy. You'll definitely know. But it's that um, uh, flippy-dippy move that Naito does off the top rope. (laughs) So Stardust Press. Stardust Press. Thank you. Uh, By the way, this still seems like it's pre-LIJ, but he's got it all. He's got the music. He's got the eyeball thing. Doesn't quite have the attitude yet. That's what he's missing is the attitude. That's the only thing Mm -hmm. he's missing. He's nearly got all the ingredients. I don't know what year whether that all clicks. So I think you... Maybe I need to go back and listen to that LAJ special episode, I think, uh, just to re- remind myself because uh, you did good work on that. But, yes, uh, Stardust Press, one, two, three, a busted-up Naito looks like a badass by pinning the IWGP champion, AJ Styles. I thought it was a really cool match. This match is outstanding, and there's a lot yeah. of reasons for it. Uh, you know, one is, is it something I just want to talk about um, – AJ Styles a little bit in New Japan, and I, I think people are surprised sometimes when uh, he 
is a slow-paced, methodic worker because a lot of people associate him with the flippy shit he did in TNA and, and Ring of Honor and stuff. And they think, oh, yeah, that's that real flippy guy. But he is not, as the heavyweight heel champion and leader of Bullet Club or whatever, he is certainly not a flippy dude. And no. yes, he does some impressive offense, but it's in a cocky, showy way that's unnecessary, you know? And so that's kind of like his character. So I think it's funny when people watch his matches and they're like, well, this isn't what I was expecting because I was expecting him to like fucking do all these flips and shit. And that's not what he's going to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, in this match, it's it's got that, that kind of slow pace to it. Every once in a while, you know, Naito's kind of struggling against that, trying to speed it up you know, and Styles knocks him back down, like you said. And so it's a a basic format. It's your, you know, it's your 3X structure is what this match is. It's the basic shit, um, and they just execute it perfectly, and it's outstanding. And and the win was unexpected as well. Now, you know, that win, uh, you know, pinning the champion is a big deal, you know, obviously. And so that's one of those deals where if you – you know, if you pin the champion, you're getting a title match from him later. And Naito did not win the G1 that year. You know, that was, uh, it was Nakamura versus Okada in the finals. And uh, Okada won. So, um, so Okada won that, uh, that year. And um, AJ Styles didn't win either. So that would have been the time, you know, then Okada, I guess, took the belt off uh, AJ Styles. So that's, I think that's how that all worked. But, um, but this all leads up to, the fun stuff with Naito being disillusioned by the fans. And this is before that happened. So he's white meat baby face, uh, you know, Naito. He's coming out, he's slapping hands, he's saying, come on, yeah, and he's throwing his hands up. And it's goofy to see, you know, because you see that that isn't going to work for him, you know. And as, as mm. he, especially in this match, too, where, you know, he's got this really established character he's going up against, and you can see he's a little bit lost. But at the end, when he wins and he holds that fist up, you see the real Naito come out, you know, and it's like, this is great stuff. Uh, this is, I had never seen this before. This is fantastic. This is like, you know, a year before I started watching and, um, I'm more, I'm learn I'm interested to learn more about this uh, whole situation. So they have two more matches singles. Uh, the next time they will meet is wrestle kingdom in 2015. Is it? Yep. Sure is. And, uh, I don't know who wins that. And then they'll eventually meet in 2015 again at Fukuoka in the G1 Climax of that year as well. So there's three singles matches with them. Um, if this first match between them is any indication, like, uh, yeah, I want to see this again. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I thought Naito would lose but look good in losing because he's busted up and shit. But he looks like a badass winning here. Uh it's, it's it's just really cool stuff, and you don't need AJ Styles to do all this crazy flippy shit when all you, all you need him to do is elbow the fuck out of Naito, get him busted, and then kind of slow it down and kind of lay a beat down in it, and Naito looks sympathetic as fuck because he's got blood pouring down him. <laughs> How did it take so long for Naito to get over? I swear, like, I know I've been a bit here and there about Naito, but I've always said... Even when I wasn't a huge Naito guy, this guy is, I, I love watching him wrestle. I think he's amazing. How did it take so long for them to, all to click with him? I don't get. It's Okada because Okada was there. That's why. So oh, really? Yeah. Because... I would take, I would take uh, 
two Naito's over one Okada any day. <laughs> Fair enough. I like his... I like, look, even before I was like jumped on the Naito bandwagon, which happened to me this year, uh, you can go back to those G1 episodes that we did, um, you know, where I was just like, why isn't he... You know, And then I was just like, I think I'm a Naito mark now. Uh, absolutely. It just confuses me because uh, even here, where he doesn't quite have all the parts to LIJ, he's still got so much attitude and he's just so good. And yeah, uh, I I don't know. I guess I like him more in the ring than Okada. And then a lot of people can disagree with me, and that that's fine. Like Okada's still like one of the best wrestlers in the world, is hands we, down. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting how Okada is like this like worm that sneaks into every conversation that we have, you know, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> fucking asshole, but, uh, man. All right. So I've been waiting to talk about this for a long time. Yes. Um, my match recommendation. Now I, I talked about this on the episode a little bit when I recommended it. And, uh, this is one that I had completely forgotten about, but I used to watch this match all the time. So the first, uh, super juniors, best of super juniors tournament that I watched every match of was in, uh, the 2016 one, um, and so this match came up and I didn't know a lot about these guys. I knew who Rocky Romero was. I'd actually seen him live, uh, a couple times here in the United States. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't know much about Gato except he was the booker of new Japan and he was in WCW back in the day. So I was surprised when this match happened. Now, a couple of things just to set this up. So obviously there is chaos and back in the day, Gato was the manager of Okada, and Okada's kind of the head guy of chaos, you know, once Nakamura leaves and isn't around anymore. So, yeah. you know, you also have Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta, or, you know, Trent, or whatever you want to call him, whatever they call him nowadays. But he uh, he is the tag team partner of Rocky Romero, and uh, they are Rapongi Vice. And man... Hearing that theme again, I missed it. It's so good, and it's so shitty all at the same time. I love it. It just gets in your head, and I've been singing it uh, all day because I watched this match again today because I will never stop watching this match. And we have, from June uh, 2016, it's the 3rd of June 2016, uh, from Kurgan Hall, it's the fourth match of the show, Best of Super Juniors, 23 A-Block Tournament match, Rocky Romero with Trent versus Gato. It is one of my favorite comedy matches of all time. The, it's amazing. It, the different- I, I have to say, sorry to cut you off. I have to say one of the things I've appreciated is you not just showing me, um, you know, hard hitting gems that I haven't seen before, but it's also you picking these kind. Cause I don't think we just bonded over uh, the never open strong style shit. I think you and I get got uh, tickled each other just talking about, uh, silly Yano matches and shit. So uh, we we like the hard hitting shit and we like the really stupid goofy comedy stuff too. And I've really, barring that Antonio Inoki match, I know it was funny, but that match was ass butter. <laughs> but uh, that's a comedy match that's unintentional, right? Yeah. Whereas all these other comedy matches you show me, Tai Chi versus uh, Taka, uh, and 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 this one, I think there was one or two others as well. Oh, we, you know, we did a quite a few Yano Kenny matches, didn't we? With uh, the recommend. So I've really enjoyed you just uh, recommending these really goofy matches. My wife watches with me as well. And we just 
sat there and laughed for however long this match went. So thanks. It's, Continue, please. You're Sorry. welcome. It's okay. It's truly a hidden gem. No one knows about this match. This match is like no one's ever going to talk about this. So that is one thing. You know, like I said, we don't claim to be authorities or anything like that, but I will find stuff like this for you. I promise you, you know, and this is, I, I just saw this live or, you know, maybe not live or the next day, however they used to do it back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I just shit my pants watching it. I was laughing so hard. And, and basically the idea is that this is a big, long Three Stooges comedy skit. And it is, it has so many steps to it. And people say, oh, well, funny ain't money and comedy ain't wrestling. Well, you go do it then. If you're so great and you're so, you think you're so awesome, see if you can make people laugh the way these guys do. The, uh, the complicated nature of these comedy spots and the timing required is, has to be specific. And if, yes, you, listen, does, yeah. if you listen to that crowd, they catch every joke, every joke lands. And, and I mean, there are moments where uh, Trent just makes a face at the crowd and that's the punchline. And they all fucking crack up laughing because they're right there with them. Um, I, there's so much to say about this. I mean, Tiger Hattori's the ref and he's fucking hilarious in it. And he, he yells at uh, Trent for cursing, but only when he curses in, Eng- or in, in uh, Spanish. No, it's a Rocky Romero. That's what it is. He, but, but they're all saying motherfucker in English, and that's fine, but not in Spanish. You can't say that. So, um, <laughs> it's the the dialogue is really snappy because they actually have lines and stuff, and and it's I don't know, man. I'm I could sit here and pick it apart and talk about all the different things. I want people to watch this, so I don't want to like spoil the magic of it. But what do you think? I mean, like, what did you guys think of it? What were some impressive things that you felt about it? Because I think the wrestling. And the jokes, it's like 50-50 in the match, which is very rare. Yeah. Usually you have like, you know, 10% comedy, even in a comedy match. You know, and, and in this match here, it's 50-50 jokes and, and wrestling, and the wrestling's very good too. So what would you think about it? I loved it. I thought it was absolutely amazing. And, and, and it goes back to what we've been saying. Like you can think these kinds of matches are amazing because they're so much fun and they all stick in your head. But you can always also think like, you know, some hour long title match is a total banger as well. And and guess what? We're both right. Like you, you can you can like it all. And uh, I put this on and I was like, hey, Andy, Andy recommended this. This is a bit of a comedy match here it's with uh, Rocky and Gato. So Charity sat down for it. She doesn't usually sit down with the recommends. I think. She's more interested in like the what's current rather than going back so much. But I think that's most wrestling fans aren't. Oh, that is not true, by the way. Really? Yes, there's motherfuckers who won't shut up about the old wrestlers, and the old wrestlers never go away. As a thirty-eight-year-old man, I will get nostalgic for a lot of things I liked in the past, like, and I will watch them again. They'll help me go to sleep, all that kind of stuff. ADHD, my my brain has trouble shutting down. I need some kind of sound or whatever. And I'll go back and look at old stuff that I've loved and it'll help me go to sleep. Well, that's that's probably one of the highest compliments I can pay stuff. But what I can't really do, because I don't find it anywhere near as interesting to me anymore, is like I can go back and watch an isolated match like we're doing right now and talk about it and have a good time. But I don't really give a shit about, all right, I've got New Japan World. I'm just going to click on 2012, and then I'm just going to go watch everything from 2012 or something like that. I, I can't I can't really do that. And I find my, as I get older, I, 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 
I might get nostalgic about a lot of things that I like. One thing I don't quite get nostalgic about, and I guess maybe I'm an outlier here, I'm a weirdo. Yeah, do I like seeing some old guys come out every now and again? I'm like, yeah, sure, it's good to see them. But most of the time, I, I I'm like, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Because while you're while you're talking and telling us how good you used to be, I could be watching two young guys beat the shit out of each other. So fuck off. That's usually how I feel, almost yeah. always. And I, I, as an aside, I like how AEW uses their older talent because they'll usually have them in a mix with the younger talent to kind of elevate them, which is awesome. But I don't really give a shit about major nostalgia shows and shit like that. I don't, yeah. I don't care. I like staying up to date and current on the wrestling I love, which is New Japan. So I guess maybe I'm a weird outlier. And no, I just you're didn't not. Realize... It's pro wrestling uses uh, nostalgia as a crutch too much. And, and like, I don't know how many indie shows, all of them, you know, pretty much that I've seen, you know, or some big indie show and they got to have some legend on there. And then he, he buries the, the champion or whatever, you know, it always happens. And so I feel like that um, the more people like you and I that don't give a shit about that, the better wrestling's going to be. Just my opinion. But but yeah. this the Skater Rocky match, what was your favorite part? Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's, there's bits with Trent just being like, I don't know who to help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who to help win. And so he's apologizing to both people. <laughs> I really like that. I really like the finger poke of Doom tease as, as well, because you just know that Gato is is even even when he was in chaos, Gato was a bit of a shifty motherfucker, right? Big time, yeah. And and you know he ain't gonna do some shit like the finger poke of Doom, and then then you know he he goes, all right, I'll just lay down. And it's like, nope, rolled him up. I'm like, yeah. Uh, and that's the, but that's the beginning of the story. I'm Trent later on and then Trent beats up Gato and apologizes. Right. I'm sorry. Kick, kick, kick. I'm sorry. <laughs> and just beats him up and throws it back in the ring. I love that ton of shit. Uh, and especially loved it because this is, these are kind of faces. It's chaos, right? So, uh, yeah, he didn't know who to help. So he helped both of them. And whilst he was helping both of them, like while he do something on, on, well, Trent would do something on Rocky, he'd apologize. But whilst he's doing something on Gato too, he'd apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That shit is the best. That's what made me remember this is that, is that shit is I was like, I was thinking about what was that match where Trent was beating up Gato and apologizing that, that was cause that's like the spot that sticks out is that shit. It's so much fun. But the, the disagreement over this finger poke of doom is what starts the match. Cause at first they're like, wow, we're not going to, we're, we're friends. What are we going to do here? You know? And so Gato starts shit with Rocky and then it's Rocky. You can screw me over. You're going to screw me over. And he's all pissed off and Trent's stuck in the middle and it plays out beautifully. Uh, it's, I mean, the weakest part's probably the finish and it's still great. The finish is still great. So. Yeah. It, <laughs> And wrestling's all about timing, and it doesn't matter whether you're doing something violent and physical or if you're doing something comedic. It's all about timing. And if you miss your timing, doesn't matter if it's a serious match or a comedy match. If you miss your timing and stuff, it sticks out and it doesn't work. So this this was flawless. It wasn't too long. It was just the right length as well. I do think comedy matches do should be error on the side of shorter. Rather than longer, um, 
because you run the risk of kind of like overstaying your welcome, I guess, uh, and it gets to be a bit too much. But I thought this just really worked perfectly. Uh, I guess you can answer this for me right now, or I could just type it in. But is there another match that these these three kind of interact with, or is this it? I think this is it, man. I, I oh, maybe fuck. maybe the next year. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Gato was in the Super Juniors the next year. I don't think. I, I have to look it up. But I'll see if I can find something else for you along these lines. When did he start booking, by the way? Is it around this time? Is he kind of start, I, starting to phase himself out of tournaments and stuff around this time to concentrate more on what's more important, which is like building everybody else up? Gato's, uh, it's really confusing because at some point, him and Giotto left and booked Noah and then they returned. So I mean, it's confusing. I don't know. It's all kind of incestuous, like the new or like Japanese wrestling and American wrestling. It all is. So it's kind of hard to pin down when all that's happening. The only thing I knew for sure was that Gato was losing. Yeah, definitely. He always game. loses. So, uh, and, I, and by the way, I think, I like that. I like. Yes, like, of course. We, we say that he always loses, but look at what his job is. And if he decided to do what fucking Nash and Hogan and all those fuckwits did in WCW, which was just like put themselves over at every opportunity at, at the expense of your younger talent. I don't know, man. That's what excites me. I, I, I like seeing the – I don't care about retired guys coming back. If you're an active wrestler, that's fine. But, yeah, I, I, we're just weird, I guess, Mr. Andy. I guess that's why we bond so much and we're doing a podcast. Well, I just want to say one more thing is that this is why I get excited when I see Gato's wrestling. Gato wrestled in one of these uh, these uh, New Japan road matches or whatever this week, and it was fucking awesome. He's always great, and it's all about him putting everybody else over and getting egg on his face. The, the yeah. heel that can get egg on their face and still be a threat is the best character in pro wrestling. I love that character. Yeah. Um, he... He has had opportunity after opportunity to go. You know what? I'm going to have a super. Ju- I'm going to have a junior IWGP run. No, uh, I, I guess I think no one wants that. No offense to Gato, but I think Gato <laughs> realizes that too, right? It's not about him anymore. His job is to make everyone else look like a million dollars, and that's either behind the scenes or in front of the camera. That's his job, and I think. I think he does that perfectly because what was there left for him to do with Okada? Nothing. Okada's already reached the top of the mountain and become the winningest of all time. So rather than rest on his laurels and just continue being on the Okada train, he mixed it up and attached himself to someone who, like Okada, is new, newer and just come out of being a young lion and stuff. And I don't like, I can easily see Jay White being completely fine without Gato, but the fact that he's got Gato there by his side means, like, they're serious about this motherfucker, you know? It's true. And it's true. And and again, Okada has snuck into our conversation, that son of a bitch. Again, right? Um, it's hard to talk about New Japan without Gato, uh, not without, without Okada, because his presence, even when he's just having a feud with Arsehole and he has been unmotivated... That's, that's the thing, Mr. Andy. Do, do you and I want to slag him off? I don't think either of us no. want to do that. You know what I did like? When he lost the title and was all like Scooby-Dooby-Doo and balloons and shit. <laughs> that was so was weird. Was working through some shit. 
This time, when he doesn't have a title, he doesn't seem like he's working through some shit. He seems like he's on autopilot. And do you and I want to see him on autopilot, or do we want to see fucking um, what he can do, which is be the best in the world? And that, I think, is heartbreaking. I, yeah. All right. Yes, we mentioned him a lot. Because it's a Kazuchika fucking Okada. That's why. <laughs> All right. So those were our match recommendations for this yes. week. Obviously, we got the big Wrestle Kingdom episode, but we got time. We can do some more match, match recommendations. So you already said what yours was, but will you go over it again for the yep. folks? Jan- January 4th, 2015. It's the Tokyo Dome. It's the eighth match. It's Tetsuya Naito versus AJ Styles. It's their second singles match. If you remember their first match, which we just talked about, go watch it. Even if we've just told you the result and the finish, doesn't matter. This is just mwah, really good wrestling. Uh, their first match in the G1, Naito's busted open. Uh, he's just, uh, it's just amazing stuff. And so I was just, I'm watching it last night going, if this match is not amazing, I mean, I guess I can just recommend AJ versus Tanahashi because that was going to be kind of my backup because I can't imagine them having a bad match, right? So I couldn't imagine these two having a bad match, and guess what? They, they fucking didn't. So, yes, January 4th, 2015, from five years ago, Tetsuya Naito versus AJ Styles at the Dome. Uh, that's my next pick. Now, Luke, I said earlier that, uh, you know, my Christmas present to you was doing this episode, but it's also <laughs> it's also my match recommendation for this week because I got a gift for everyone out there. Um, New Japan world is full of these little, you know, matches you didn't know happened that are kind of amazing. And some a, a group of wrestlers we have not talked about at all is WCW wrestlers coming into New Japan, which happened all the time in the 90s. Scott they were, Norton was the champion. Absolutely, yes. So, um, And two of my favorite WCW wrestlers, two of the most innovative wrestlers of all time that are finally starting to get the credit that they deserve are the Steiners. And so I got a match. It's actually booked as the dream match. Tokyo Dome Show, January 4th, 1992. So this is not this is before Wrestle Kingdom, but it is a Tokyo Dome match. It is Sting tagging with the Great Muda versus the Steiner Brothers. Holy Are you shit. fucking serious? Yes, and it's awesome. So that's a that's my gift to you guys for Christmas. You're gonna love it. Holy shit! It's it's I've watched it a couple times already. It's fantastic. And it's just one of those, like, just fucking cool matches out of nowhere. When everyone thinks of Steiner these days, they think of Steiner math and the chain mail and Big Papa pumps your hook up and shit. But before he did any of that, he was in an awesome tag team with his brother, Rick Steiner. And those two dudes were innovative as fuck. And they were big dudes. And some of the stop moves they innovated are used by juniors to this oh, day all of them yes yeah yeah it's, it's all of them it's crazy you, you, scott steiner you, in particular you wonder why that movie is called a frankensteiner mm-hmm. scott steiner boom like these guys weren't just like heavy hitting brutish looking motherfuckers like they innovated in the ring too and i think a lot of people forget that about scott steiner because they just see steiner math and big papa punch your hookup and stuff but Back in the day, this guy innovated, and the effects of his innovations are still felt in lots of wrestling matches, heavyweight and junior, to this day. So, yes, and yeah. uh, 
I'm a bit of a sting mark too, so uh, yeah, and I'm, it's I'm not very it, happy. You got to be careful because there's NWO sting on a lot of these matches too. But this is this is Surfer Sting, so you know it's not it's before NWO and all that stuff. Still but, good. Uh, it's it's fantastic, and and you know in particular the Steiners in Japan where they're expected to have this much faster work rate are even more innovative and crazy than they would be in America. So you'll see some pretty cool shit in this match. I hope you guys enjoy it. Luke, um, we, we got to wrap this up cause it's getting real late and we've been going really long, but do you have any final thoughts about wrestle kingdom before we uh, say goodbye? I think, uh, I think it left it all on the table. I think, uh, what I will say is I loved that these preview shows that uh, New Japan put out for Road to Wrestle Kingdom were free. So if you weren't even a subscriber to New Japan and you wanted to go, oh, what have they got teasing up coming up for Wrestle Kingdom? You could have watched all three of these shows for free. Are they groundbreaking, amazing shows? No, but I would be shocked if you hadn't watched them and gone, I want to see that match. I want to see that match. I want to see that match. So, yeah, I think there's just a lot of people who aren't going to watch these matches and just go, I'm subscribing for just January and I'm going to watch uh, Wrestle Kingdom. And if you do, great. Also stick around on the 6th for New Year's Dash. Yes, we might have said that the last year that we didn't really do anything because they've got the second night of Wrestle Kingdom, but you never know. So it's not two nights of action. Remember that, boys and girls, it's three nights. (laughs) So, uh, I think, uh, charity and I have friends over for wrestle kingdom. And then I think it's just, uh, it's either just me and her or just me for new year's dash, because I understand that uh, lots of wrestling can be very exhausting for people and you'd have to be a fucking mega fan or someone who absolutely loves this shit to be like three nights in a row. Yeah, of course I'm going to do that. (laughs) So that's me, of course. And yeah, I've got a podcast, we've got a podcast about it. Uh, wrestle kingdom is going to be amazing. Whether you are into all of the matches or not, this is the biggest stage of them all, and everyone involved is going to go in and try to show you why they're the fucking man. And it's going to be a blast. Join us. Uh, Mr. Andy may or may not be away. I'll be away. uh, But you'll be away. Yeah. At least for the first two nights. Yes. Uh, So, yeah. So, Mr. so join us. You can, you can fucking handle the Tweeties then, asshole, because I've sure. been doing it so much. <laughs> sure. No problem. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be amazing. You're going to see major matches. You're going to see uh, what New Japan's kind of stereotypically known for, and it's really long title matches galore. And I'm thinking more IC, IWGP, and Junior, more than I am Never and Tags and stuff. But, yeah, it, look. It, I have to imagine everyone listening to this is already tangentially like a fucking New Japan fan and they're either using us to catch up or they just want to hear what uh, two two dickheads from different sides of the world think of the shit that they love. But even if you're not a regular watcher, it's, it's cheaper than a WWE network and I think you're going to get uh, something a lot better as well. So join us, please. We'll be on the Tweety. Either, you know, we'll both be on the tweet, talking up a storm. We're mega excited. I hope that's shone through for this whole episode. It's shining through now because I can't shut the fuck up. And Andy wants to edit and go to bed. And, yes, it's going to be very exciting. What about you, Mr. Andy? 
yeah, I, you know, I echo all the things you say. The only point that I didn't bring up, and I do not want to open a can of worms, I just want to say this and we can discuss it later. Uh, I'm really glad that Chris Jericho is not on the show, and I'm glad that there's not all kinds of bullshit shenanigans between, you know, the promotions and stuff, because I don't like that. So that's the only thing I didn't really get out, but uh, I'm excited to see what happens, and um, man... You know, it's going to be a lot of fun and it's just going to be a landmark thing for the podcast and, you know, and yet another milestone in our lives, seeing another uh, Wrestle Kingdom in a year that hopefully will be better than last year was. Um, thanks so much for doing this for with me, man. It, it's been awesome and I can't wait to do more. I've loved every second to the point where you have to tell me, Luke, speed it up because I need to go to bed and shit. So, like, I love talking about this shit with you. Uh, either us just tweeting together or us on Facebook, but uh, nothing nothing beats this for me. Uh, just uh, sitting down with you, shooting a shit, and just talking about all the stuff that we love, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I think uh, I think we've mentioned it a few times, especially since uh, one of the match recommends featured this motherfucker. But uh, yeah, uh, in Gato we trust. I'm sorry. <laughs>